Radio. This is your host, Hurricane Ann, and I'm so happy to have you tune in to this very special episode, our first episode of 2021. And we at Wolfpack Radio are so damn glad to be done with 2020. We are so glad. And tonight we're having a great show with a special guest uh, who is a patriot friend of mine here in Texas named Matt Short. Matt, thank you so much for coming in. How are you doing this evening? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on your show tonight, Hurricane Ann. Oh, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. I was listening to uh, the Real Deal. Uh, it's what is it called? The Real Deal. That's just it, right? Real, uh, Real Deal Report. Real Deal News. Real Deal Report. That's right. And uh, it's a guy that I follow, Dean Ryan, on uh, YouTube. So if y'all get a chance, go check him out. He's really good. And uh, Matt was on there for New Year's Eve, so I was like, Oh my God, that's Matt. I know him. Oh wow, <laughs> that was crazy. And then you gave the best interview. I was just like, Oh my gosh. So good, you had us just at the edge of our seat, giving us news we haven't heard yet about Nashville, and so that was really exciting. Now, um, speaking of Nashville, I wonder where my co-host is, uh, Gunny. He hasn't called in yet. Let me. I'm going to text him real quick and uh, see where the heck he's at. And uh, yeah, I'm, so I'm this- long time. I'm long time good friends with Dean. We actually met. Uh, at the 50th JFK anniversary, and um, we had Homeland Security from Joe Biden uh, sent against us with the with the Sheriff's Department, and what, there was about 100 patriots there that day who ended up getting in a fist fight with about 100 Sheriff's Department employees, and it was about 33 degrees and freezing rain, and we all got our asses whipped, but nobody went to jail. We stood up for ourselves. And the very next day is when we um, really started the open carry movement in Texas and carried some guns down at Daly Plaza. And, you know, we found out when we went out armed that they didn't hit us anymore. So that started a long wave of um, a, a lot of things over the years, and that's how I met Dean Ryan back in, like, 2013. I think I met you in 2014. So it was after the Bundy siege when I met you. So uh, yeah. that's whenever. Was it 2014, right? Uh, hang on one second. Russell lost the link. I mean, Gunny, excuse me. Let me go find it for him real quick. So, um, yeah, uh, so Matt does all the cool stuff in Texas that everybody wants to do but is too afraid to do. And one of the coolest things that his group, and I'm part of his group, by the way, the uh, Come and Take It Texas and the Open Carry there in Texas, which we did get it passed so that we could open carry after we terrorized everyone with our ARs marching around the Capitol and eating lunch with them and <laughs> having coffee with our ARs and flags uh, on the every single one of the uh, bridges uh, and, and with our ARs. So it was a pretty fun time. And didn't y'all go, if I remember correctly, to Dallas during that Muslim shooting when the Texans took out the Muslims for that uh, um, art I contest? I don't remember that one, but we jumped past a story that you did bring up that I knew I know a lot about. Um, go ahead. It was. It was come and take it, Texas, 
who received phone calls from the Bundys one night. And I sat, instead of having a good weekend with a girlfriend and a fire, I stood with my phone all night long calling up militia to get responded to the Bundys' property out in Nevada. Several years later, while they were still in jail, I met with Dean out in uh, Las Vegas, and we met with some of the family members and the people that were fighting for them to get out of, pri- out of jail and out of prison. And um, that, that meeting that we had in Vegas a couple years ago ended up going all the way to Trump's desk, which got them their pardons. That's so awesome. that's another way that I know Dean Ryan very well. We have been involved in some things that give us a chance to have some information from different sources coming to us because we have been involved in some really um, great pieces of history in the last few years. Yeah, and you all both have really good intel, too, um, uh, really right on target. Uh, Dean and I just almost seem to be reporting on the same thing, and that's how I ended up following him because I'm obsessed with the Long Beach and all the tunneling in Long Beach and what's been going on with these underground tunnels. And then come to find out you know, Matt was about the only person really reporting on, on it at the time too, and so I got referred over to him by a good friend of mine. And uh, if you're listening in, Susan, hello. She's a friend and a big uh, supporter of Dean's show. Uh, hello, Gunny. I see you are in the queue now. Let's see if I can pull you up. Hey, Gunny. Yeah, I'm here. How you guys doing tonight? Uh, glad to have our guest with us. Uh, you do some really good work, and we definitely appreciate you 100%. So uh, I'm going to let y'all get back to it. Sounds like y'all had it going on. Yeah, and sorry about the last show. I cut you off about that Adam Schiff because I was going to do it more on it, and then we got – I guess ADD and forgot all about it, Gunny, so I wanted to apologize about that. So we missed the whole out of shift thing, but really haven't had any confirmations on that, so I guess it wasn't a big deal. All right, so getting on to Nashville, okay? So we have this uh, explosion that goes off, I guess it was like Christmas Eve, late Christmas Eve or early Christmas morning sometime. And it was a big explosion in Nashville. And, uh, of course, the fake news media said, Oh, well, we know exactly who did this, and it was uh, this guy, and he blew it up, and we've already found a body, and case closed. (laughs) But it's not quite that simple, is it, Matt? No, it's not that simple at all. Um, It's not that simple at all. Over the years, uh, waging the different battles we have been, and I'm calling it uh, secret warriors of, of silent wars because we really have been on the front lines for a lot of these things through the last administration and into this one and meeting the people that I have along the way. Um, we found out that there's actually alphabet agencies that have paid attention to things that, like what Dean and I and Murdoch Desgati have done over the years, calling us a, uh, a barometer for the times like they we're finding it stuff out that is right in front of their faces, but they're looking for the boogeyman that they've been showing us on TV the whole time. And we've been looking for what the other hand is doing. You know what I'm, you know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah, I know. So I even did maybe a little, a, a few more yeah, phone calls. Yeah. Maybe a pause when you yeah, ask a question, but I'm there. It's just, I keep it muted when I'm not talking. So if there's just a little bit of pause before Gunny or I come back on, that's just how we do it. Because we, we both have a lot of dogs, so we're not talking when we need it. So that's what's going on there. Sorry. Go ahead. You got the floor. Oh, no, that's a, that's all right. Um, it, was, it was pretty interesting 
um, some of the information that I found out. I did a little more research today, knowing that I was coming on your show tonight. I didn't want to come on here and look like a dumbass. So um, I, I did a little bit more more research. And the really interesting thing about this location, and first thing Christmas, we had all been – we had all been getting these warnings for like two weeks on my YouTube channel. I've been saying, Hey, these are the warnings we're getting right now. We're supposed to go down in communications. There might be a 10 day blackout. There's people warning about these things, right? You're right. So we look, so we look into it and start watching. And then one of the things we do as civilians um, is work with, uh, ex-government hackers, ex-law enforcement. A lot of people that are involved in organizations are EMS. Um, personally, several of us have had licenses in the fire industry, and that gives us a lot of access to uh, a lot of buildings and a lot of other things. And so um, just having that background knowledge alone gives us the, be able, the ability to understand communications and everything else. Like working with fire alarms, you have to do low voltage wiring. It locks and unlocks doors in a building. It shuts dampers down and shuts air conditioning going and everything like that. So we actually end up working with security systems too. What's really interesting about this AT&T building in the middle of Nashville is that it appears to be like a cold world, a cold, a cold world war era um, intelligence bunker. Now, I don't know if you remember, but about halfway through the Obama administration, you would start seeing where like these really well-built Mason buildings and government buildings used to have like fallout shelter symbols on them. Those fallout shelters started, those fallout shelter symbols started going away. The public was no longer being directed towards a place that might save their life in, a, in an attempt at some sort of nuclear war or something, right? Now that you mentioned and it, some you of these, used to see them all the time, and now you don't. So you actually, I never thought about that, but that's true for us older people. Well, uh, uh, concerned just for me, I've heard it from several different sources. But uh, shortly after the uh, AT&T thing, which uh, I have... I do not have a solid confirmation, but uh, uh, I've had some very reliable people tell me that uh, uh, AT&T had got a contract to do the forensic work on the Dominion servers, and that's where some of them were stored. And just shortly after that, which the news didn't cover, a uh, printing company burnt to the ground that supposedly was involved in uh, printing the uh, uh, ballots. Is, do you have anything on that? Um, yeah, but that wasn't the only thing that was being stored in that AT&T building because being a Cold War bunker facility also was the hub of communications for much of the southeast. And this also includes going into Georgia, which there's been a lot of uh, stuff going on with politics and the election and the leadership of Georgia in the past few months also, which was very interesting. So it wasn't just an AT&T building. It was a black site hub for the NSA, the kind of stuff that Edward Snowden told us about 
where all communications go through one location and every voice gets trapped. They didn't just right, have right. possible servers there connected to an election. They had servers there that were connected to every single phone call back into the late 1980s. Roger. Roger, I understand that. Uh, that was a major hub, and I think there's like five others across the U.S. Uh, do you think they were doing forensic analysis on the uh, Dominion servers and machines there? Which is what I've heard, but do not have confirmation of. I, you I, know, I think there's, pro- I there's probably going on like that in several different locations. I've heard nine, personally, myself. Um, and these are all going to be secret black sites where they look like a regular building or whatever, but there's really a base under the ground. And these have been being built since World War One, World War Two, probably even the Civil War. People were building dugouts and reinforcing them for underground fortresses. Um, from what yeah. I've been told, the now drums... Matt, you were talking about it being a hardened facility on that last interview, and I noticed that Mike – so after I had actually recorded, I had went back in on my phone. I had uh, screen captured your little – your interview on Dean's show because I was so enthralled by it, and I would actually sent it to Gunny like about 2 o'clock in the morning. And I was like, oh, my God, you got to watch this. So when I got you on the show, I was super amped. So you had no idea how excited I was about what you said. So I don't want to cut you, keep getting you off and not let you tell us, but – before you go on, I just want to ask you one thing. So you had said when you were in the interview with Dean that it was a hardened, uh, like a hardened facility, and I didn't really know what that meant. So I went and talked to my husband because you talked about the magnetic strips and the hardened site. But I noticed that you also used Mike Adams as a source when said, "Well, I, he, I think he's the best." But uh, he said uh, the Nashville bombing incident, which targeted AT and T NSA spy hub data center was clearly an effort to destroy hardware systems and store data located in a hardened facility at the site. And that's what you're talking about was actually a deep underground military base that had originally been a Cold War nuclear fallout shelter. So this thing was built to, you know, to withstand a nuclear bomb. But in order to uh, go in there and destroy all this stuff, they had to pro- – did they have – you said that they had took out – Ninety percent of. Well, I don't want to get ahead of you, but go ahead. Go ahead. I'll let you. I don't want. I don't want to get ahead of your story. Go ahead. So you're talking about the. Uh, so the, I. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I, and like I said, I found out even more information today, which is which is pretty wild. Um, but yes, yeah, so these these bases have been built all over the country. I'm pretty sure that they go from coast to coast. Uh, when I was in Dallas, Texas, I'm I'm now actually in the Ozark Mountains this year. I. Um, reverted back to my family place for 2020 and we're deep in the mountains um, out here in the Ozark mountains. But when I was in Dallas, uh, I know one day Murdoch Pizgati, who's the president of don't comply and come and take it, Texas and come and take it America um, was inspecting from his fire license, the underground in Dallas. And he's reported to me that at least in one spot in downtown Dallas, that you can stand and look up an air, uh, an air shaft, that goes up as tall as any of the buildings in downtown Dallas to the streets where a lot of the air circulates through just in a grate that's out in the middle of downtown Dallas. And these trains have been built. And over the years, I lived in Waco, Texas. I lived down around your area and I've gotten to meet a lot of people over the years. And I've been told that the tunnels in Texas actually run from Dallas 
down through L3 Communications, which is in Waco, Texas. That's where President Bush used to land his plane all the time when he was going to Crawford. Then the tunnels run out to Crawford, Don't forget, and then they run. Then they run to uh, Fort Hood, and then you know that the Capitol in Austin actually there's a huge portion of the Capitol that's underground, and the trains go all the way to the Capitol in Austin and all the way down through San Antonio. So I-35 is not just a corridor above ground, but it's also a corridor under the ground. So these these bases have been being I've built been for. These, I've been studying all these underground uh, bunk bases and tunnels and stuff on many of the states, especially California. But you know what? This is right here in my backyard. I'm just down the road from I-35, and you know what? I didn't even know that. I, so that's kind of blowing my mind a little bit. So that's that's some good stuff, and all of us here are Texans too. Uh, Gunny's a Texan also. So, wow. The L three Communications is one that's not talked about a lot. Um, it has hardened underground facilities under it also. Like I said, that's where the President Bush used to land his Air Force One when he was going to Crawford, and um, it's also the company that makes body scanners, drones, uh, and specialized military aircraft. So. Um, Anyway, I could get into all sorts of sidetracks here, but we were talking about Nashville. These these dumbs are are built all across the country, and supposedly there at the AT and T building in Nashville, there was a dumb underground where it was an NSA black site where they pulled in all the communications from everywhere. I'm talking what you put in your messenger, probably what you put in your encrypted files in your encrypted messaging systems back and forth to everybody because nothing on the internet, nothing on the phone, nothing is safe that way. And one form or another, they built it. They can get in the back door. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, well, exactly. Everything was built with the back door to it. And we know that, uh, uh, excuse me, AT&T and Verizon, uh, they are uh, 100% in bed with the NSA on this stuff. Of course, that all started with the Bush uh, crime family. But uh, my question is, uh, what do you think happened from here? I mean, uh, we have solid evidence of treason. We have solid evidence of voter fraud. But uh, it seems like nobody wants to do anything about it. Uh is the whole system so systemically corrupt that there's uh, no chance to straighten it out? What are your thoughts? Oh, wait, wait, wait. I don't want uh, to I don't wanna we, get all on the election all the way, so I'll just keep that short. Okay? We can, <laughs> I want to get back to Nashville. We can definitely get into that, and this has a huge role of playing what's going on because – what happened was you can actually look back through um, people's messages and things that we've said over the past few years about how nothing's safe to say on the interwebs or anything. And it's because they were using programs called the hammer and they were using programs. Ah, what's the other name? You should have wrote notes down. I didn't I usually remember all this stuff. The hammer, ha- hammer and score card were two of the ones that they were using. And and this would have been a location where hammer and scorecard would have been used as an NSA black site and a hub of a hub of communications. Every message from everything, email, electronic, 
everything goes through this location. It's a it's a honeypot of gathering of communications. Right now, I'm familiar with Hammer, but uh, I'm not familiar with the other thing you called out there. Uh, Hammer is a uh, operation supercomputer, whatever you want to call it, uh, uh, app, uh, whatever. But that's been in use for a long time. It's been used worldwide to affect uh, election results uh, in many, many countries. Uh, so, I mean, where do you think we're at? I mean, I'm, I'm out of patience as an American. I'm fed up. I'm tired of it. Uh, uh, is our president going to do what's necessary or is this just something that's going to continue to go on until they start rounding this up? Uh, that's pretty interesting. I'm going to get to how this week played out to let you know what happened today, which is which is going to answer that question. Um, but if Hammer and Scorecard were being used to change elections, then they were doing it through the machines here, and there was going to be an audit of those things happening. An audit would be taking place at a black site location just like this one. So supposedly a Wetworks team went in to take out this black site. Wetworks is going to be your mercenaries that are very highly trained uh, to do very hush-hush militaristic things, to shut people up, to destroy things in a very quiet manner, and then everything goes away and nobody ever hears about it. Supposedly, this Wetworks team dropped through the center of the RV down into basically uh, an elevator that was able to go down into – this underground base that was there in the AT&T hub building. And you could not blast one of these things from the outside, like Hurricane Ann said a little bit ago. So a hardened base like that, it's going to have to happen from the inside. You know what I mean? So there's one theory out there that I've heard, but I've not heard any confirmation on it, that the Space Force is something that has um, particle beam array uh, weapons that are actually able to penetrate large bunkers like this and and basically excite the air uh, in a space that can even turn the air itself into an explosion. There's people that think that there was like the the air particles excited seen outside from the cops uh, badges, but what I do know and do have confirmation on was that more than likely should this type of place fall, they have a pitfall to blow it in place, blow all the information, and that way an enemy was, was, wouldn't be able to walk out with the kind of information like the government has. You know what I'm saying? So supposedly how these work usually are a series of batteries that when um, when are opened up, it allows hydrogen to enter into the air. And then after that, anything from a spark from a gun um, or anything that would throw a spark like a switch – uh, would ignite the hydrogen and basically blow everything in place and burn it completely to smithereens. Supposedly there was a firefight when the Wetworks team went in and that it was known that they were there and that they had explosives there, possibly even a uh, one of those suitcase mushrooms, you know what I mean? I don't like saying that word over, over uh, the phone or anything. Yeah. Especially yeah. talking about, especially, you know, you know the, the things yeah. that 
that go boom and turn out the mushrooms that there is possibly right. Right. We're we're also hearing that there has been um, like Iranian sleeper cells that have been activated in the country, which is another reason why there's some, some of the lockdowns are still going down. They're actually trying to protect the public in a certain, in a certain manner while some of these things play out. Um, There supposedly is a recording of screams and people begging for their lives, which were probably the employees or the government employees that were in this area. And we know that there was um, reports of gunshots that were going on. And so that would make a lot of sense if a wet works team were going in to steal evidence or to steal information um, that would be used against them. And we're talking about very high end people. We're hearing names like chief justice Roberts now that is uh, blackmailed and compelled through, um, through uh, child pornography and stuff. You know what I'm saying? So, right. So, uh, is Indy that, uh, back channel chatter, uh, when I say back channel chatter, I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. Uh, that uh, Roberts has been compromised and has been uh, uh, blackmailed by the Chi-Coms for a while for his uh, uh, trip. Uh, I heard it was Epstein Island. I don't know if that's true. Do you know anything about that? Are you aware of any of that? Can you confirm any of that? I know in the last 48 hours that a lot of th- – this week's just, like, information rolling out day after day uh, because they're, the quickening's coming, you know what I'm saying? So the, the information really starts rolling when the quickening comes. And there was, like, 100 names that were released that were found on a ChiCom CCP computer. And the Patriot side released this information, I think, about 48 hours ago. And there was, like, 100, 100 members of Congress – and Chief Roberts is one of them. Chief Justice Roberts is one of them. And they're listed as CCP supporters, which means we have communist infiltrators, traitors, treasonous traitors sitting in our Congress and in our uh, our Supreme Court. I believe it. I, 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 yeah. or, I've been thinking that uh, that that, well, was, uh, that he was compromised, so that's no surprise. Um, Matt, one more thing. So, so you're talking about this bun- this bunker, and this is we don't even know how far down this thing went or how massive it was because researching the story, I did find out that Nashville is riddled with ancient and older tunnels all the way through the city, connecting all the major buildings, just like so many other places like L.A. And with these smugglers' tunnels that go all the way down to the water and just all kinds of different stuff. So it's no surprise to me there that one, this land is good land to be tunneling in. So they have a massive amount of them. And then there was a bunker there. Especially there are a bunch of rich and powerful people in Nashville, you know? So that that doesn't surprise me. So they had this hub. So they had all this. Uh, you were talking about how they had wires at the other interview with. Uh, you were saying how there was just wires and wires and wires going in there. So you're saying that so we had the White Hats had control of this AT&T, uh, all this information, right? And then the Black Hats came in with the wet work team to steal it or disarm it, right? And then the Black that's Hats the story. That, that's the best story that I'm getting from from people right now. 
And I've, I was That's also possible. told that like ninety, like ninety percent of the explosives were dismantled, um, and that the that the uh, the loudspeakers that were saying "get away from me, get away from me," there's going to be an explosion in fifteen minutes was more like a self-destruct uh, message that would probably have been put into place in case one of these days ever happened. If you you know. I've talked to I've talked to generals about ISIS and I've talked to other people all over the country over the last 10 years and one of the things that I wondered the most was when ISIS was going through Iraq why they ended up driving off a bunch of our Humvees and tanks off into the desert and over towards Syria it's because Obama let them have that equipment and he said he said normally if it's, if it's too expensive or it, we can't move it in a timely fashion we blow it in place. We just destroy it right there, and that way the enemy can't have it. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's all. Yeah. And so standard on this, one more thing. One more, one more thing before I forget. So, all right, so we know the wet works probably got uh, some of the explosives down, but it ended up being about 10% of the explosive maybe blowing up. But there's also sightings, and that's from inside, but there's also sightings and pictures that I saw that looked pretty damning for this do or this particle beam weapon. So it looked like they did use a direct energy weapon coming from above going down. And President Trump has alluded that Obama's administration had pretty much sold China technology to have a lot of our really great stuff in the air, you know. And, uh, and he saluted to that. So uh, I think that's one of the reasons he did Space Force so fast was because we had to because they had so China our stuff, you know. And so we had to be up to par to be able to fight them and beat them, to be better than them. And uh, so China, as you all know, is the deep state, and the deep state is China pretty much. They're just like strange bedfellows that they are. And uh, do you think it was them that did the uh, do, I guess? Or do you think there was a do that went with the explosion also? Um, I'm not. I, I I'm not quite sure about that. I I can't confirm that. I I can't I can't get anybody to talk to me about that. And you got to understand that Space Force is going to be the top secret of the top secret stuff. You know what I'm saying? But um, I was also told that that there was very plausibly a a stealth drone that came and took out the Wetworks team as they were trying to leave. And that was part of the explosion that you saw. But with the damage that was done to so many buildings there, you can only imagine that if you had an underground base underneath the city streets, you're going to – and I'm a, I'm a builder, so I think about stuff like this. And um, holding, holding a fire license, I've actually been into like um, – uh, I've been into the, the headquarter comm rooms of the mine warfare base down on the texas coast because we were inspecting their fire systems and military bases if you have uh like computers in a certain room you might have a type of system that puts out the fire by sucking all the oxygen out of the room and it puts the fire out immediately in some rooms you're going to have a place where um you actually pump uh a gas into the room that will kill any oxygen or any life that's in the room, including a fire. So we've actually gotten to see some of these places just in our jobs, and that was not anything other than we were doing our jobs for for a fire. Um, you would pump 
all your vent tubes from the bathrooms or kitchens or anything like that, and it would have to go to the surface one way or another, and if it blow the street and the buildings, it probably would be piped right through those buildings going out through the tops of their roofs. And then everything looks like just a, a nice little street, and you would never notice that the employees going in and out every day work for the military and we're working down below the, the street level. So you couldn't blow this thing up from the outside. And that's why there was no crater in the street because they didn't blow it up from the outside. What little explosion happened on the surface more or less was probably um, that team getting taken out because I was told that they knew something was gonna happen, that they had people on the ground ready for something to happen and when it did that was the response that they got those those guys died when they were trying to do what they were doing and more than likely that either a fail safe or something was triggered to actually blow everything in place is it just me and my weird way of thinking i'm that uh a lot of different things I did. Uh, we won't get into that now, but this guy that they're saying who was the bomber, I'm not buying that for a second. Uh, this guy is pretty much a ghost as far as trying to find anything on him. Uh, I think he was probably a contractor that just was in the uh, wrong place at the right time. Do you have any thoughts on that? I do, I do, I do. I hate to interrupt, but I've been dying to talk about this, okay? So I have to cut in. <clears throat> Excuse me. So um, we, okay, so I'm actually on a website. It's by Nora Thompson, and it's uh, norathompsonwriter.com, and uh, it's pretty, she writes, she's a really good writer. And uh, she has this tweet from We the Inevitable, and he says, I have an Anthony Quinn, who was an actor on a movie called Larceny, Inc., based on The Night Before Christmas in 1941, by the Warner Brothers, which is now owned by AT&T. But that's just a hell of a coincidence. And then somebody uh, screenshot this. It says, Larceny Incorporated is an American film originally released on May 2nd, 1942 by Warner Brothers. The film is a cross between comedy and gangster genres directed by Lloyd Bacon, the film stars Edward Robertson, Jane Wyman, Broderick Crawford, and Jack Carson, and features Anthony Quinn and heir Edward Brophy. So... Uh, as she says uh, on here, she said, before the Christmas presents were even torn open, the MSN had everyone so focused on the RV that the real story of the Nashville Christmas bombing was smokescreened, except in the tweets of Eagle Eye Patriots who had figured it out before the Christmas wrapping paper was thrown away. And she talks about how it's funny that their name that they picked was Anthony Quinn Warner, who they – you know, which is what I just told you about this movie, Larceny, by the Warner Brothers, and filmed by Anthony Quinn. And, you know, we've seen this before, though. We've seen these in emails. We've seen this in their coding stuff where they actually use characters out of books and spy movies, and, and their names are always like characters. So it's really not that surprising that they picked for the pansy this uh very same thing. I mean, this is it's based on the 1941 play The Night Before Christmas starring Anthony Quinn by the Warner Brothers and they said was Anthony Quinn Warner which is uh, Warner Brothers which is owned by AT&T. <laughs> Come on, y'all. It's crazy, right? So I just wanted to bring that to y'all. I thought it was really cool. 
you know, you can go down the rabbit hole even farther than that. I think one of the people that's playing some of the, you know, the reason why we're asking so many questions like this uh, these days is because the last administration, last several administrations, they had this plan that they were rolling out for the public to change our lives and everything. I mean, we've had Homeland Security and TSA and um, all these different new things come about since 9-11. And they kept telling us they were going to do it to us. And then some big event would happen, right? Well, this administration hasn't been doing that. Everything's been under the books. Everything's been under wrap. Everything's been hush, hush, hush. Because they're having to deal with a large communist takeover that's been happening from the inside by some Marxists that want to take over our nation. And the, the person who Trump put at the head of the Treasury, the Treasury Secretary, is the guy who directed the movie with Harley Quinn in it. And so coming up with these names and stuff, they've got movie directors working for them that's controlling the purse of the nation right now, too. So I thought that was pretty interesting myself. And I also had another take on this by the, on that same website I was telling you about, LenoreThompsonWriter.com. And she said, new information emerged last night that may finally have answered the question, why this particular location? For several years now, patriots have expected a blackout of online communication, which is what you were talking about earlier, and I have been expecting that, and social media. In that event, the president was going to use the emergency broadcasting system to, uh, to, communication with the nation, to communicate with the nation. And, in fact, the system was scheduled to be tested last Saturday. So guess where at least a portion of the infrastructure for the emergency broadcast system was maintained? That's right, the AT&T location in Nashville. And it seems the website that published this data yesterday was right on the money because this morning the hyperlink works, but the data has been wiped from the site as well as from Twitter. And then she uh, says the new year has certainly begun with a bang, and this is merely the deep breath for the storm. We're all waiting, holding our breath, praying, hoping, fighting in the digital war any way we can, trusting that come hell or high water, President Trump will again take the oath of office on January 20th, which I'm actually hearing it's going to be March 20th, but we can get into that later. So um, so what do you think about that, about the emergency? You know, I did hear there was going to be an emergency broadcast uh, thing, and then it never happened. So, Well, that was supposedly what the wet, wet works team was there to prevent from happening, along with whatever else they were there for, probably also to – grab key controls of it and you know this is stuff i've been um researching for years investigating for years i've crawled through the mud to go and take pictures of these things over the years and was so highly motivated by everything that i had learned that we started an open carry movement and started telling people to prepare and buy guns and start walking like americans again because something was coming and they're going to shut us down and they're taking us down and they're building fema camps for us and all of these things, you know, the, the, the emergency broadcast system is meant for a year very much like 2020 because there was a national emergency declared over the entire nation when we got hit by that bioweapon from China. Luckily, just like everything else made in China, it sucked and didn't really do anything except for make people have sniffly noses. So you said the storm. The storm was supposed to begin. Well, the storm did begin. It began yesterday. Did you see what President Trump signed as an executive order yesterday? Yes, I did. You know he's not going to get that past me. 
that the storm, yeah, it was awesome. So you just said that the storm was to come, right? I just posted this a little while ago, and I put a YouTube video up about it. And the presidential directive that he signed is called the storm. Let me, I'm, I'm looking it up right now so that I can actually read it to you. I actually had it pulled up, and uh, I don't know what happened to it. I guess I closed out of it. It says, um, bill announcement, land and agriculture, January 2nd, 2020, or January 1st, 2021. It says on Friday, January 1st, 2021, the president signed into law S.3418. The Safeguarding Tomorrow Through Ongoing Risk Management Act, or the STORM Act. So he's now signed the papers on the STORM Act, and what this goes on to say is that it authorizes the Federal Emergency Management Agency to provide capitalization grants to states and establish revolving funds to provide hazard mitigation assistance to reduce risk from the disaster and natural hazards. And basically what I've been told was what that was, it was releasing the funds to open the FEMA camps, and that they have 220,000 sealed indictments that they are ready to open and go after these people, probably some of them in Congress, probably going to shock the world. I know we've been hearing rumors about it, but now we've kept being told, wait for the storm, wait till the storm is announced, wait till he says this is the storm. He signed that legislation, I'm sorry, the the executive order called the STORM, the STORM Act. And it funds FEMA to basically open up the camps. So what are you going to do if you arrest 220,000 people, especially if they're, you know, somebody's who have been somebody and probably have a lot of power? You are not going to send them to the local county jail. And you're going to have to have a place to house these people while they go through trials and everything else, right? Well, you're only going to be able to do uh, that with the very camps, with the very camps that they built to put us in. Don't you think that that's why Durham uh, put in uh, White Bar? I mean, put it back in for them to be able to use uh, firing squads. I do believe that that's the that's the reason why. See, there these deep fake deep fakes, deep state people that we've been watching and following for years. And, and I'll tell you that we haven't just been researching this stuff. We've had people embedded in some of their crews since Obama gave $4.2 billion funding to things like, um, um, the AmeriCorps when they started, when they started training the BLM and Antifa back in 2012, when they were in grade school, now they're a bunch of idiot 20 year olds running around destroying things. We embedded people within their organization when he put that money in there and started these groups. They were planning these groups to come destroy our towns, get us to fight them, use a Marxist takeover to then put us in these re-education camps. And that's part of what these people are going to get charged for, and they're probably going to get held in the camps that they built for us. Okay, well, let me ask you a question. Uh, I've never liked Bill Byers. I've never trusted him. Uh, he worked for Bush. I think he worked for Clinton. Uh, I think he's been a uh, deep state player all along. I have absolutely no respect for the man whatsoever. 
Okay, but my question is, we know the military has stopped doing any kind of uh, briefing with the Biden administration since we got Miller in there. And uh, Miller is definitely a white hat. He's a good guy. But, uh, I mean, uh, what is your thoughts on Pence? Uh, I heard he's not going to stand up and do the right thing. I don't know. Uh, everything I've always heard about Pence is he's a straight-up shooter. Uh, but I've caught a lot of uh, information since then. None of which is confirmed, and I'm not sure if I can believe it. Can you help me on this? Where is Pence? Is he a good guy? Is he a white hat or a black hat? I do not know about Pence. I'm kind of iffy and sketchy on, on Pence also. I've not done a lot of research on him. Um, I think it's very interesting that Trump put him, you know, in position of uh, running everything with um, with the COVID relief. And I heard today that the rumor going around is that he um, stepped down from the vice presidency. And I also heard today that that was a bunch of BS and that on the 6th, he's going to do what Thomas Jefferson did. And he's going to co he's going to count the lawful votes, which is going to put a big T man into office, but they don't actually have to rely on, on Pence because there's several different, there's several different constitutional avenues still open, um, which would even be taking it to a vote in the house and the Senate. So that's, that's very interesting to me. I guess we'll see on the sixth whether Pence has the cojones to stand with everybody, or if he's compromised. But John, uh, what are your gut feelings on that? You want to hear my research, Kenny, on it? Because I did some research uh, on Pence. Well, that's actually. what I was just asking. Uh, uh, I interview E. What is his thoughts on that? Do you think he can stand up? Uh, I mean, where do we go from here? Because actually. Be honest with you, I'm not very happy. I think some of these people should have already been picked up. I do not know why a president is using the military to do what needs to be done. And uh, I'm kind of in uh, I'm kind of in limbo right now. I don't know what to think. Uh, where are you at on that? Well, there's a lot of us that aren't real effing happy about this any either. I mean, I've been spending 15 years of my life, but I could have been building my life better. But what I saw happening because of the way that I was brought up and because the, the education that I got growing up was that we were having a takeover of our country. And I was 18 when 9-11 happened, and I had a brand-new baby. And I said, holy crap, the stuff I've been taught about my whole life is going on right here in front of my eyes, and it changed my life forever. I almost went into the military because I wanted to go fight with my friends. And I was convinced not to go into the military and that, um, you know, I should stay home and watch things here. And I, I did. I, I took a few years and just was an idiot 20-year-old. And then uh, some things happened in my life, and it made me start really seeing everything again. And I tell you what, I was real pissed off, so much so that, um, you know, I joined the militia movement, and I joined a lot of other people that started researching this. And... Um, I'm friends with a lot of people in the research community. And if you've ever heard the term, um, we do not forgive, 
we do not forget, expect us. I know the guy who coined that phrase. So there's been a lot of us that have been really, really pissed off and uncovering some of these things over the years. And I do believe that some of the real ammunition that they have right now came from some of us because we've been waging a war deep, deep beneath the surface that nobody even understood that was going on this, this entire time. I'm kind of excited about what's happening right now because to me, it seems like there's some real actual hope of us coming out of uh, what we've been going through for the last 20 years. And I think it sucks, but maybe a little bit of the pain that we're going through right now is going to be a whole hell of a lot better than Christians, conservatives, second amendment people, gun owners, and others being taken to re-education camps and done what happened to the Jews during Nazi Germany. And that's the direction that they were taking us in. You know, it was, uh, it was Prescott Bush senior or Prescott Bush, which was granddaddy Bush who funded the Hitler, um, Nazi regime, whose son took out JFK and took over the executive offices who ended up becoming president himself, whose son became president. And when some of these things were supposed to be announced on 9-11, they blew up buildings and took us to war for 20 years instead. I say a lot of Americans yeah. should be pissed off yeah. about all that shit. Excuse oh, my yeah. language. I agree with, hey, I agree uh, guys, with you. Hey, guys, can I, can I cut in for a second? I, uh, we have, we've had yes. a caller on hold for a, a long time, so I want to see who this is. It shows that it might be from here in Texas, so hang on a second. <laughs> Hello, caller. You asking me? Welcome to Wolfpack Radio. Hi. Well, hi. Well, hello. Oh, it's, it's Molly. It's Molly. It's Elvis. <laughs> I know my girl. I've just been sitting here girl. listening. I was having trouble on the blog page, so I just called in so I could hear better. Hi, Matt. Oh. I'm Molly. Love you, baby. I love you too so much, honey. I know Molly from a long time. She you, actually uh, believed, I believe, was the president yeah. of Oath Keepers of Texas for a while, and um, it's a huge supporter of mine. She's helped me out a couple of times when I was traveling and roaming around, finding my answers, and I got a lot of respect for you, Molly. Well, I can't even begin to describe my love and respect for you, darling. Do you can't even begin. Do you all realize that all three of you – that are on this show right now are all my are were all mentors to me when I got into the uh, movement and way back then, a million years ago that you three were actually my mentors so, so it's really strange that and cool that we're all on the show right here isn't that awesome and and we all loved Ron so uh, Matt was saying he missed him too so Molly I know you love uh, yeah. Matt you're always looking at stuff <laughs> that's awesome. So my question, Matt, is did you see anything about this new long-range ballistic missile that Russia came up with and they're going to be testing? No, I haven't, but it doesn't surprise me that they would be posturing right now. Supposed to be traveling at 15,000 miles an hour and be able to destroy an area the size of Texas. I laughed. I laughed. Just because it's all so much posturing, just because it really doesn't matter anymore, just because it's all so stupid. Well, you know, I would expect them to do something like that right now and and come out with 
technology. We heard that technology was going to be seen for the first time when the Fourth World War takes place. And right now, America and China are posturing to have war, not only in the South China Sea, but also they've attacked us here on our soil. And we found right. out that there's been 2 million CCP members that are that have been placed in the tops of a lot of the corporations, a lot of the banks, and have ties all the way into our Congress now. So it would be a really smart idea for Russia to say, hey, don't jack with us right now. We'll blow up something the size of Texas. Just leave us alone. <laughs> well, what, how did that go? Uh, the best defense is a strong offense? Sure. I mean, yeah, I assured mutual destruction. If you guys if you guys start a fight with me, I've got this big old shotgun in my hand right now. I'm going to blast you with it. It kind of tells you, hey, just stand back and leave us alone. We know you guys are, you know, having problems. Keep us out of it. And and our problems aren't going to go away either way this Tuesday, whatever whatever day the 6th is. Is it Tuesday? I believe it's been it was on so long since I followed the Gregorian calendar closely. I don't know. <laughs> it's Wednesday. Uh, oh, I just I don't. It's stupid. Um, but anyway, um, whatever day the sixth of January is, um, it's Janus. a Wednesday. Is it okay, Wednesday? Well, you don't hear right me. Now. Well, right now um, I'm going to ask y'all to give me some hope. Uh, I am. I've been a part of the militia movement for decades. Uh, I woke up about 25 years ago. I've been doing this forever. Uh, I'm a combat veteran. Uh, uh, I was in Iraq and Afghanistan with Blackwater. But I want to know, somebody, please, please give me some hope and tell me why our president isn't using the military to end this coup now. Somebody please explain that to me. Give because me it's illegal. I, because I'll, it's illegal. I'll tell you why. It's it's pretty simple to me. It's, it's Sun Tzu's art of war. Sometimes you have to be close to your enemy to know what they're doing. And let's not mention that how do we know who's been involved in this? Well, two or three years ago, I started saying it's the governors that are involved with Bloomberg's every town, the ones who want to disarm the country. It's the mayors that are involved with Moms Demand Action and the, the city councils that are involved with them. But how do you know who's really involved in it? How do you just go arrest key players and then leave all their, all their people behind so that we're dealing with this again in several more years? You had to let them play some of their plan out to find out exactly what's going on. And 2020 did a beautiful job of revealing who is going to lock you down, who is going to force you to wear a mask, who is going to keep you from going to your business while leaving the box doors open. So right now what's been going on all of this year has been watching and seeing who turns up that, yes, actually they're involved because they're following their party line, and that's the CCP Communist Party line of trying to lock down the American people. Now we're getting to a point where they really, really know most of the people that are involved in it. And we're not talking about the spies and stuff. We're talking about the people that will steal the elections, the people that will continue to lie about it while they try and go all the way through with it. But, no, you can't just stop them right there. You have to allow them to certify it because once they certify it, then they really have broke the law. They didn't just break the law that night. They followed through with their crime all the way through to the end. 
And that's what you have to let them do. And I think one of the reasons people have been saying that Trump's not being strong, Trump's not being strong. Well, Trump's being very, very, very calm while all of this is going on. But it doesn't mean that he's not sitting in a position of power, nor does he know what's going on. Instead of freaking out and just going and arresting everybody, he would look like a tyrant. But if you use the rule of law and you actually follow through all the way with the rule of law, well, now you're not a tyrant because you brought evidence. You have them caught full-handedly in the crime. And there's no recourse than other to say, hey, we, we got you all the way through. You, you did this. We can put it through court now. You committed treason. And I think that's exactly what's going on. And I think that's why just yesterday the Storm Act was written into uh, an executive order and why we're waiting for the 6th to see what happens. You know, we are in a society right now where we get information at our fingertips constantly. And a lot of people want that information right away. But, you know, several wars took years and years to play out. And these people, because of these black sites, they can't just talk about it on the, on the radio like we do all the time. And the information that gets leaked out to us has probably already happened. And now we're just hearing about it. And now we're trying to figure out the next piece and the next play of what's going to happen. But they've been using hand signals and pictures and old school ways, old school warfare of how to get information around. Because these people who had, who had owned and operated these systems forever probably have still been using them while the Patriots and others have been using old-school warfare tactics and communicating with one another and what's going down to let these people fully commit their crime. Okay. So there was a white hat, uh, and he's ordered the uh, Department of Defense not to carry on any briefings with the uh, Biden administration. We know that's going on. I know Miller's white hat. He's a good guy. Uh, I have 100% faith in him. Uh, uh, A.G. Barr, I have no use for whatsoever. Uh, the FBI and the CIA are completely, systemically corrupt. Uh, so, on the sick, when they confirm or uh, don't, what do you see happening? Well, uh, I want to say something real quick. Can y'all hear me? I didn't think y'all could hear me. Yes, ma'am. Yes. Uh, okay. Um, so I agree with everything that Matt said about why President Trump is uh, not using the military right at this time. But he has been running ops, and he has been arresting people, and he did infiltrate Antifa, and they've been taken out strategically hitting the tail and the head quietly and swiftly like a ninja, like I said. And I'm always talking about the art of war when it comes to Trump. But the way I look at it is I'm not – Really, I mean, a few times I've gotten a little aggravated, but uh, most for the most part, I'm like, y'all know I'm Trump's biggest cheerleader, and I've been looking at this like a death of a thousand stab wounds, a thousand slices. So it's like almost Trump every single day. It's just like so freaking exciting because you just see him. Okay, like for instance, whenever he went in there and just started firing people left and right, left and right, and then you know the next thing you know, he's firing Esper and then moving in the you know, getting Flynn pardoned and moving in the pretty much the Q team into the uh, office there and running everything. And so, and then he, you know, he comes in and he's like, uh, he's signing executive orders and the, the moves that he's making, I, I see it as just like, I get excited because I see this big moves, you know, just like I, whenever he 
flew back the other day. He never lets them know what he's going to do. They think he's going to be here, and then he shows up there. I mean, we. I remember when he was uh, talking about Obama in the primaries, and he said he's so stupid. Obama always shows his hand. You will never see Trump show his hand. You know, so I've always seen him as just a maestro and a genius. And I love the way that he's slicing them, slicing them, slicing them, and he's taking them out. And how he's just been tormented and taking the power away from him, like the moves that he made with the special ops. And uh, and I think that he has uh, done some really good uh, military operations that we don't know about because I was listening to uh, – I don't remember if it was Miller or who it was the other day uh, talking about how they had done some of the most best military operations ever in the history of America. It was talking to Pence. But earlier I was trying to get in, and I couldn't get in, and y'all were talking about Pence. So I want to go back to that for just a second. So I've been kind of like Matthew. I've been kind of like, uh, I don't know. I, I haven't really seen anything on Q about Pence. And, yes, Pence did get an envelope. I studied these envelopes. I've watched every and studied every single envelope gate video there is. So I think I'm an expert at it, okay? And uh, so at the other day I was like, is Pence evil or is he not? Because I'm not seeing this, but everybody else that I hang out with really thinks he's violent evil. And I'm like, I'm just not seeing this. And so, uh, but, you know, everything is optics. And so we only see what they want us to see, right? And so I was like, well, let me look for some evidence. So I went back to envelope gate, and I thought, well, I need to get some evidence. And I didn't really – I have to kind of stay in my lane and what I'm really good at. And what I'm good at is nonverbal behavior because I have three degrees of mental health, and when I work, I'm actually a mental health counselor, dual diagnosis with the drug and alcohol counseling as well. So especially with the mentally ill, you have to depend on nonverbal communication like about 99% of the time when you're dealing with these clients. So nonverbal communication is something I'm pretty pretty familiar with. So I'm rewatching, thinking, what did I miss? What did I miss at this envelope gate funeral? D five, and so I was going back over, it, and then I finally found something that was really disturbing, and made me question Pence because before the funeral, he's over there laughing and giggling and shaking hands, and it almost looked like they might have passed something because it kind of looked like they were trying to block the cameras because they could see the cameras with the monitors, and then when he was talking to Clint, the Clintons, and he was just all smiles from ear to ear, right? Well, then I got another shot of him, uh, which we know he has the the wife had the envelope. We saw that one. And I got another look at him from a different video, and it's as President Trump is walking in. He's walking in, and he's going straight towards Pence, okay, because he's sitting right in front of Pence. And Pence has the deepest scowl that it literally is not just a little bitty tiny frown. It's like a whole giant capital of U, upside down U. It's a deep, profound, hardcore frown, all right, like I have never seen on Pence's face. And it's just – so Trump walks in, and he just kind of gives him the coat shoulder. Pence doesn't get up. He doesn't move. He's just like, you know, freaked out. And then Trump just turns around and just blows him off and sits down. And I'm like, holy crap, how did I miss that before? Because his posturing before the funeral, before Trump got there, was a thousand times different than what – that was intense. It was almost – once I saw it, I can't unsee it. It's almost as startling as Jeb Bush's reaction once you see it, you know. And when I saw that, I thought, did he get – so he might, maybe he did. Cause I never thought. I thought they gave out the envelopes. I never thought. I, I saw the envelope, but I never thought he really got an envelope. But after seeing that, I was like, you know what? What if he did get an envelope? What if these are like really like gold, the golden tickets for Gitmo? And he looks down and he's like, oh shit, he fucking knows. He knows about this assassination, but he knows, you know. So that's what the buzz is: is that he was in a attempted assassination attempt with Paul Ryan to take the president's life. So. I mean, when I saw that, I could I could easily see that being a reality. But yeah, I don't know. But I do know that a Q post did say 
save, and then in the kill box, it had the capital letter P in the kill box. So save P for last. So people have speculated, is it Peshore, is it the Pope, is it, you know, uh, Pence? You know, so we don't we don't know, of course, you know, but it's kind of looking like, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm a little, I was 100% thinking that he was the okay guy, but now I'm like, after seeing that, I don't know. I don't know. So I don't know what's going to happen on the 6th. But Lynn went to calling him out, and that's pretty yeah, intense, Lynn, you know? Yeah, really, really hates him. Yeah, I've heard all the rumors yeah, on, on Pence also. I don't I don't have uh, a lot of information on that, so I don't I'm not gonna speak to it too much. Was it you who posted that um the the, the way things are gonna go with him rolling out the uh Dominion machine? Was that your post, Matt? <laughs> I might have shared that, but I did see it. There's a rumor that they're going to troll him real hard and count all the votes with the Dominion machine on the 6th, and all of them come out as Trump, which is going to be hilarious if they do that. But I don't know if that will actually happen because technically all he has to do is just say, I'm not opening this this letter from this state because we have tons and tons of evidence that this state was unlawful. I mean, it sounds like a great troll, pretty much doing what Thomas Jefferson did and not counting illegal votes is going to be a troll big enough for history books. You know what I mean? Roger right. That. And it almost seems like he could have uh, maybe said that he was going to step down because of the fact that he did dispute our Texas representatives, Louis, Louis Gomer, right? And he was asking that this lawsuit be dropped. And so, you know, what's up with that? He's all wrong, wrong, I didn't quite understand. That. I didn't quite understand that lawsuit in the first place, except for maybe to signal something, because he was suing Pence to force him to only count Trump's votes because the other ones were unlawful. Um, I, I don't know why they would make that play, unless it was the to get everybody talking about it and whatever. But about three days before he dropped the lawsuit, about three days before anybody talked about it, I'm pretty sure I was one of the first ones out there saying that this was a, an option that Pence could do. And I kept looking towards the six because you got Alex Jones and all these other big underground uh, alternative media people that are trying to get everybody there. Then Trump invited everybody to come for the six. And so it really kind of made sense to me why the six would be a time that they would be pulling something like this. And that's when getting into history, you know, we find out that Thomas Jefferson did this to put himself in, in the presidency by only counting the votes for him. And it was it was a time kind of like this in history where there was a lot of uh, illegal things going on. And um, Thomas Jefferson's one of the ones that wrote the Constitution. He would have known the rules and how to have, how to have played that card. Um, but it's, it's kind of like. It's kind of like Trump writing an executive order a couple of years ago saying that if anybody's involved in a, an election from foreigners, um, we can go after all your assets. We can basically destroy you because you're committing treason. So he still has that executive order up his sleeve, too, um, that he passed. And it was pretty legitimate. They had accused him of using foreign um, Russian ties to steal the election from them. 
uh, from Hillary several years ago, and then they turned around and actually did what they had been accusing him of the whole time. But isn't that like a bully to say, uh, you're smacking yourself, you're smacking yourself, quit smacking yourself yeah. until you stand up to the bully. They, they've, been, they've been projecting their own sins on the other ones that you can't find any evidence on. And, you know, I, I'm not one of these guys that just sits down and, and bows to Trump. I don't bow to man anyway. And I've been told by my military contacts that Trump was asked to fulfill this position. He had worked with Giuliani and others back during the 80s to take down the mob. And that's not what a lot, a lot of people don't know that. That when the mob went down, when Giuliani took them all down, was because they were making big payments and running money through Trump's casinos and stuff. And he didn't much like uh, the mafia at the time. He was really good friends with JFK Jr., whose father had tried to stop the mob and put the, the funds back into the treasury and change the nation, who was telling the people about the secret societies and the secret oath that they had. And then they killed him in Dallas, Texas. And the very people that killed him in Texas took over for the next 50 years, mm-hmm. or for the next 50, 57 years. And so even having, like, New York attacked, I'm sure that really, you know, hit Trump pretty hard. And I was told that the military asked him to step into this position because they knew that they had to work with someone that could work secretly and could do so in a manner of business and that he was selected for this job and the American people just happened to really love him he's pretty really leader so he's earned our respect I mean he's 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 been a man of God he stood up for our uh religious liberties and our second amendment rights. So he's, I think he's a pretty good guy. You know, I, I really like the way that I think he's I'm surprised so many people are, are, are being backdoor communications. I'm, su- I'm surprised so many people are just completely going, um, against what is right and going along with the mainstream media. And you can tell how idiotic some of the, some of the even activists and stuff are by saying how much they hate the team man because, um, they a lot of them are the ones that have been against the wars. Well, he's ending the wars. He's trying to bring people home. He's making peace agreements with many, many nations that the last several administrations going back into the 90s and the 80s had made warfare with different groups in the Middle East to keep them arguing and fighting one another. And he's actually bringing a lot of these people together. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's strange to me because a lot of the people the, – I really think he's working on putting the, the Federal Reserve down and putting us back to the Treasury, in which case he's doing all the things that Ron Paul was going to do that everybody wanted Ron Paul to do. He's just an asshole, and he doesn't say <laughs> things nicely like, like Dr. Paul does. You know what I'm saying? I was Ron Paul's delicate uh, for when he was running for president, and we got screwed over really bad by the Republican Party. So it was pretty rough, but yeah, I I love Ron Paul and he and Trump has been right by the Constitution and he knows that he has to go by the law. He knows he has to go by the Constitution and he has to show the people. He needs the people behind him because what's coming is going to blow people's mind and they're not. A lot of people just aren't going to be able to handle it. And I'll give you an example. One of the guys who I just love is a uh, he's a sci-fi guy. His name is uh, David Wilcox. And uh, he's all into ancient. He's on the ancient alien show, and he's just—he's a goober, but I love him. And uh, uh, he's always been 
kind of talking to us about Q and the Alliance and giving us some information. And uh, it's always been, I think, fairly accurate. And uh, he did a show like, oh, I'd say in December sometime, I think it was, after the election, I believe. And uh, he had talked to the Alliance or something, and uh, he – oh, my God, he had a meltdown on one of his videos, and he, he started crying. And he's like, I didn't know how – because I think that he – I think that that's when he realized how many people are actually – there's 200,000 you know, uh, of these, uh, what do you call them? Uh, uh, oh, I'm having a brain fart. <laughs> I guess there's subpoenas. The, the, there's like 200,000 of them. It's still an indictment. And, uh, and I guess he, I guess he finally came to the realization that they are going to be shifted. Be mechanics. They are going to have swift and speedy military tribunal uh, uh, trials, and then they're probably going to be put to death. And I think that when he realized that, he was just overwhelmed, and he was like begging Obama to just turn himself in, and to, and he was like, "I haven't voted for you. I don't want to see this happen to you. Just do the right thing, you know, before it's too late." You know, he was traumatized. So I mean, and that's how a lot of people are going to handle it because you're not talking about just a little bit of people. You're talking about almost like close to two hundred thousand sealed indictments, and there can be more than one person on a sealed indictment. So that's a lot of people, and a lot of these people are guilty of treason, and they're going to be put down. They're going to get the death penalty, and it's going to be hardcore. I, I believe that's you know, going to happen. I really do. I want to go back to something that Gunny asked, and um, I spoke to it, but I'm, my my brain's triggering on things. My brain works like a works like a computer in a filing zone, and Molly could tell you this about me. People ask me questions, and sometimes she'll message me and ask me something, and I'll, like, sit there, and my brain ticks for a minute. My eyes kind of go sideways, and I go, oh, there it is. Go and look in this <laughs> book. Well, I, 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 I come up with this stuff all the time because I have so much information in my head, and I, I have, like, a pictographic memory, but sometimes it takes me a few minutes. So Gunny asked about why in the military just going out there. Well, they are out there right now. From what I'm being told, there's at least nine states that the active – the the guard is active duty. If you remember in the middle of this summer, Trump um, reactivated 2 million reservists into active duty. Um, the Jensen and the evergreen boxes that we used to see on our trailers or on our, on our trains and, and, and box car trains and coming from China and overseas were the ones that they have now quit allowing to come into the country because they were smuggling people and they were smuggling weapons into the country. They were going to arm Antifa and the BLM and the many, many members that Obama flew in on UPS trucks from ISIS, from ISIS and Syria and other places over the last few years in the sleeper cells, they were bringing in Chinese automatic weapons and RPGs and stuff to maintain a ongoing war that was going to be happening here in the United States. They did find out the shipping companies that were doing it, and I believe that's the Jansen and the Evergreen um, cargo boxes that were coming over from, from China. They have been arresting people, and Operation Legend has arrested over 6,000 people since this Hello? summer. Now, these are, these are going to be the heads of BLM. They've arrested the head of the NFAC, NFAC which is the Not Fucking Around Coalition. Um, <laughs> the head of that has been arrested now. I've been told that there are sniper teams that have been in certain locations because 
some of these sleeper cells were coming up during the protests and they were caught with pieces of paper in their pockets on which buildings to burn and which ones to destroy. They weren't just attacking certain um, or just anywhere like a, like a wild mob. They actually were burning down particular buildings and particular places. The war has been going on around us all summer long and all year which is another reason why I'm deep in the mountains because my name, since we infiltrated a couple of those organizations, my name in places like Dallas isn't really safe right now. I got target on my back because I went head to head with the BLM there in Dallas, Texas. And, uh, and we all know who each other are very, very well. So it's a, it's a good place for me to be deep, deep in the woods this year because actually I need to remove myself from, from that position. Matt, you said you were talking about how Trump reactivated 200,000 reservists and and how nine different states have... Oh, two two million reservists. Okay. I want to ask you about that because... And, and for for the audience and the class at, at large, are you saying that the roll up your sleever is a cover up for I believe the, so. I do not. Yes. I do not. Yes, be- I am. I do not believe that what it. they are passing around is what what Bill Gates made for everybody. I think that they're probably passing around either something with HCQ in it, which isn't going to harm you at all. Or they've been passing around something that's going to be more like a sugar pill and that it's going to make people happy because they want to beg for it. But they actually have stopped the, the Gates vaccine, which was known to have HIV strains in it and other things that were going to break down our immune systems either further. Sorry about my, uh, my car beep, and it turns off after a half hour, and this is my sound studio. So... Um, <laughs> When I have to do you know, interviews, that's what I've been saying, dogs, Matt. Uh, exactly what you're saying. I, just, I, I didn't think that. I think I just without the vaccine, you can't do Well, yeah, I I, I've been saying on the show that I thought he was I haven't seen anything to indicate that he's using the military in the fashion that he said he was going to. But if you if you use your Obama ears listening to Trump, you remember that he said. You don't need you. You don't want the vaccine. That's okay. That could be taken two ways. It's not really going to matter, or we're going to make you take it anyway. So there was he. He likes to say things that piss people off to keep people guessing and to keep people off their guard. But yes, exactly. The art of war. This, well, yeah. This this entire thing with all of these soldiers being reactivated to administer the roll up your sleever that's not happening. So they're all being put in different locations and for the anti coup for lack of That's what I that's what I that's what I personally believe, especially if you're attacked by another country the size of China who have who could drop off a million people over here and that's a, a huge force to even reckon with that you would you would literally have to put people I mean what we're think about it. I mean, anytime that we're going to go into war with China or Russia or one of these other very powerful nations, you're not going to show your hand and be out there flashing around like, on this day, we're going to do shock and awe, people like Bush did when we went and 
to the Gulf War and said, shock and awe, well, the, the world wasn't prepared for what we actually had at that time. And knowing what we have going on now and that we have been attacked, they had at the very beginning of the year in January, they arrested several Chinese nationalists that were trying to smuggle vials through the airports. So I don't even know if they even actually released this bug over here because they might have caught them in the first place and allowed this entire pandemic to play out so they could find out who was involved with it. And, yes, if he activated 2 million service members back to active duty, that's doubling down on your size of force. And say you're just a regular guy as a mechanic and you get reactivated, but they said, you know, walk around in your civilian clothes, but go do this. You're reactivated. We know you. We trust you. And I know some of this, Molly, because just like you've known people around the Fort, Fort Hood area and stuff, um, I have people in my family that were in charge of all the military of Missouri growing up. I have people that have uh, told me things in confidence, and I can't give up my sources. And I had those people come back to them who were very, very high-level ranking people, and they came back to them and said, we need guys that haven't been around for a while. We need guys that we know we can trust. And you did such a great job. Your military record is impeccable and gave some of those really high ranking ones, you know, ones with bars and stuff and bars and stars. And Mm -hmm. one of them that I know actually, actually turned the job down because he didn't want, he, he's just, he's too frailed from, from what he had been through in life. And, and older right now and he didn't really want to be reactivated and i was told that's that was his decision but there's been lots of people that have been contacted to come back and work ones that were uh, fired from the obama administration and people like general flynn who know where all the bodies were buried so yeah hey guys you're talking I, I about some, some really secretive stuff i need to yeah, go ahead call mm. real quick okay hang on a second Hello, caller. I have one caller, two callers. Hello, 417 area code. Uh, that's probably me. Okay. <laughs> and, well, okay. Wait on a second. Okay, here's another one. Oh, we have a lot that's of callers. That's a really <laughs> amazing Hello, thanks, for, thanks for telling them where I'm at. Jeez, Hurricane Ann. <laughs> okay. Deep Sorry. woods in Missouri. That's all we know. <laughs> yeah, good luck. We These are. hills are thick and they're covered in ice right now. Hello. Oh, hello, caller. Hello. <laughs> I'm actually calling from hello, Southern caller. California. Can Hi. you hear me? Yeah, let me uh, get to the lady first and then I'll come right back to you, okay? Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Okay, so back to the lady. Hi. Hello. <laughs> Um, my Anything name is Susan, calling from Southern California. Hi. Hi. <laughs> um, I was just listening, and then I thought I would chime in, but it was um, on uh, some of the topics that were discussed earlier in the show. So I don't know if, if you want my comments or if you want <laughs> what yeah, you're talking about. because right? a lot of the <laughs> listeners are just tapping in, so you know they might have missed it already. Go ahead. Um, well, I wanted to talk about, um, you know, of course, the things that we're up against. And, and you mentioned weaponry as far as what Russia had and so forth and China's um, things that they're doing. But in 2018, 
they had introduced, and you might be aware of already, um, their version of, of HARP. And um, and they had begun to build it, and it's supposed to be like this laser um, of extremely long frequency radio waves, um, just like HARP does. And so we've been seeing things in the sky, you know, with different colors and sounds and things like that that are unexplainable, but I don't know if we're doing it or if China's doing it. Again, this was in 2018 that they had announced it. And so I thought that was very interesting um, that uh, they had come up with such a thing. And let's see, it's comparable to the DARPA HARP. It's the new, what is it, uh, Chinese radar facility on the island of Hanan in China. And so I didn't know if you were aware of that or not, but uh, it has incoherent scattered radar and um, and will bounce the radio waves off the Earth's high-altitude layer of charged gas called the ionosphere. And they're doing it under the guise of scientific research, but it has weaponry capability, of course. <laughs> oh, wait, sorry. And, What's that? There was there was several very credible um, instances over the last year or two when the fires were happening on the West Coast that they were being set intentionally. I was mm-hmm. told that there was energy weapons being used to start those fires, and I was also told that there were members of uh, Antifa that were starting the fires also. Mm-hmm. What was interesting information that I heard today was that some of these beams that we have, particle beams, and it was like I was saying earlier, that they will actually excite the water molecules in the air turn them into hydrogen, and you can actually blow something like a deep underground military base. If they were going to attack something like a deep underground military base where they were housing deep state or they were housing many of these people that they've flown in and brought in over the last few years to, to, be, like, to be like a fifth column and take over during a war of invasion on American soil, they would be putting them in places like the West Coast in the deep underground military bases out of sight from everybody else. Hmm. Well, the article I read in 2018 goes to what you were saying about the particle um, thing, because um, back then um, they were planning the most powerful particle accelerator and building the largest single-dish radio telescope and, so, and also racing other nations to the nuclear fusion line. So China usually doesn't reveal anything like that until they've already built it, and then they say, we're thinking about building this. <laughs> so um, I thought that might be interesting to your listeners who may not be aware of that. And the things that we're seeing in the sky are are like the fires contributed um, from lasers. And also, Ickley, you had inquired, there was inquiry as far as who, um, as far as cities goes, uh, would be involved um, in, you know, following this um, global reset. And so there is a list um, in Ickley. It's uh, ickleyusa.org slash membership slash, and that's I-C-L-E-I-U-S-A dot org. And it gives you a list of all the local members and regional higher education affiliates. It goes from Action, uh, Massachusetts, Alameda, California, Alameda County, California, Albany, uh, New York. It just has a long list of (laughs) cities and states that go all the way down. I believe it's all 50 states and their, and their cities, not all the cities involved in the state, but uh, it'll give you the list. It'll show you the exact who is what involved with that and the World Economic Forum as well. They also have a list. But in the um, ICLE, uh Congressional 
It's World Congress 2018, and then they have the more current one. It shows what countries are involved and their position in this World Congress. And currently, they just have the USA having an office in Denver, Colorado, whereas you have um, China or Beijing office that's um, the um, Koixing Capacity Center, which is where they do all the training, and secretariat offices like um, South East Asia, Seoul, South Korea, Berlin, Germany, uh, Friedberg, Germany. So they all have their positions with that, and there's a listing with that. If you just poke around there in the World Economic Forum, then if you want to know um, the member list and you don't see your city with ICWI, then they give you a place to click to find out if your uh, state or city is a member. And I see Alabama, District of Columbia, New York, Alaska, Florida, New York, Arizona, Arkansas, California, Georgia, Hawaii, Idaho, North Carolina, Illinois, North Dakota. North Dakota, there's only one city, which is Grand Forks. That's it, which I find very interesting. Um, the and, and these cities involved. are what? And these cities um, are involved in, in the, what? They're all part of the sustainability um, UN yes. agenda. Well, let me ask uh, our other caller if he has anything to say about this. Uh, sir, are you still on, the gentleman that was on hold? Yes, I'm still here. I, Sorry about that. I don't I, I'm not in hiding, actually. I share common background with President Trump, and I wanted to share my name on a big website that has all kinds of documents, including copies of letters from President Trump to me. And I have something time-sensitive that I hope your listeners might address related to both President you sound like Trump Steve, and... Uh, That's who you sound like. <laughs> I'm sorry? I saw your voice. You sound like the doctor, uh, how do you say, Pacinic? How do you say his name, Steve? Uh, I, I don't know how to pronounce his name. Yeah, Pavinsky. Uh, let's see your voice. Um, this... like. it's kinda... <laughs> and, am I speaking with Hurricane Ann? Yes, you are. My wife was an earth angel. Her name was Ann. Oh. There's a picture of her on a blog, the word creativity, 777. It's Pazinic, Steve Pazinic. That's who it is. Yeah, that's who you sound like. Sorry to interrupt. Okay, go ahead. That's all right. There's a a blog, the word creativity, 777.com. It has a picture of her on her wedding day in the poem I dedicated to her in the President Ronald Reagan Library, and I put it out as a weapon against terrorism when 9-11 happened, and Maya Angelou even commented on my poem. But I'd like to share this big website, the easiest way to get to it, to see all these documents, information, and interviews is to simply Google three words, my last name, Trollson, T like Tom, R-A-U-L, S like Sam, E like Edward, N like Nancy, the next word, and A-N-D, and the third word, Trump, T-R-U-M-P. It will bring you to a page on a website, www.trump.com rootingoutcorruption.weebly.com. You'll see my background and heritage and more, and then be able to explore the other pages on the website. There's a page titled Hughes Muse, M like Mary USD, which I would love people just to see what they can do to stir up uh, uh, some reaction from either Democrat or Republican or whatever. I, I'm nonpartisan when it comes to politics and i am also a former whistleblower you'll see a front page 
Wall Street Journal article on one of the pages with attachments from 1983 that I was written up in. It triggered an investigation that eventually led to the resignation of Jim Wright from Speaker of the House in shame. I've had quite a bizarre life, and there's a page media review that has a couple of book jackets. One is titled The KGB, The Eyes of Russia, authored by a former high-level CIA operative, Harry Rosicki, who I spoke with back in the early 80s after reading his book. I lost contact with him over the years in 2008. Something triggered me to see if he was still alive. I found his obituary, and four synchronicities jumped right out at me. His name was Harry. My father's name was Harry. His wife's name was Barbara Helen. My mother-in-law's name was Helen. His daughter's name was Anne Elizabeth Hunt. My daughter, my wife's name was Anne Elizabeth. My mother's maiden name was Hunt. You find four synchronicities in an obituary. It's pretty bizarre, but you tie it in with high-level CIA. It's off the charts, and I have a whole bunch of those throughout the various pages on the website. So I don't have the fear. I put the fear on them. You Anita can do whatever you like. I, you they set me up. And, I'm sorry? I need the address again before you uh, get off because I, I couldn't get it that fast. You were too fast. Yes. Uh, I, you want me to direct you to the website again? Yes, but do it slower because I'm... Yes, I'm going to give you three words to Google. Just put my last name, Trollson. The first letter is T like Tom. Then R-A-U-L-S like Sam. T like Edward. And like Nancy, the second word and A N D and the third word Trump T R U M P. And the only thing I didn't get was the last few letters of that first word. I have U L. T T like Tom is the first letter. The next letter R, then A U L S like Sam, E like Edward, N like Nancy. T R A U L S E N. Trollson and Trump. Got it. And you'll even see on the Charleston and Trump page, one of my stepmothers was actually married in Gracie Mansion to the commissioner for New York City, William J. Diamond. They were married by Rudy Giuliani when he was mayor. Love Rudy. I'm very interested well, to very hear what. Um, I'm, I'm very interested to hear what time sensitive information you have. Yeah. I'm sorry. I couldn't. I'm, I'm I very couldn't. interested to. I'm very interested to hear what time-sensitive information you had. Yes, on the page in that website, there was a page titled Hughes Muse. And on January 3rd, 2009, in a former senior independent apartment building, I was arrested from my bed. I've never been arrested for anything in my life. I think I broke up the start of a witch's coven. The head of it had a... Oh, was a woman who had a son, was a sergeant on the county police force who got two weak-minded women. One was a reverend type who I actually trusted, and another woman that claimed that I was stalking them. They had fear their lives for a couple of months. I have various other pages on the website to show the reverend even actually perjured herself. This whole thing happened about six months before President Obama's friend, Professor Henry Louis Gates, was arrested, the Harvard professor trying to get into his house, and they had the beer summit, which I was trying to be a part of, and I wasn't able to, but this is being covered up by the Obama administration, the police, and the Catholic Church, and there's even a letter from the former county chief of police saying there was a hearing, which there never was, it never got started, 
and that I was found not guilty and they wished me the very best. They probably totally violated my civil rights. I'm not looking to sue anybody. All I'm looking to do is have a teaching point come forward to tamp down the chaos and get more respect. I support the police. I do not support Gestapo police or corrupt police. If they can just ferret that out, that will help the black lives tremendously. And again, uh, I'll, uh, I'm all about truth and transparency, but doing things with the energy of love, because there's only two energies, positive and negative, and the positive energy, love is God energy. There's nothing more powerful, but people are joining the Misery Loves Company crowd and getting involved in all the fear that's uh, coming in so many different ways. I don't go there. So again, I say that police sergeant that set me up, he's dead as well as some of the gossip. So uh, we're all going to go back into spirit eventually where we came from. And you can't take the material goods with you. So I was blessed with my earth angel wife who taught me unconditional love. I say that's what we incarnate to learn. As we learn it, we're supposed to be a blessing to others, especially those who can't help themselves. And that will be a blessing back to us. So it's a whole spiritual thing that we're involved with. The physical is just a part of it. So that's where we can shift things through the internet very quickly. And you'll see just following the money trails, I have strategies I'm now putting out to transform entire industries, to plug up the money pipelines to the elites and bring transparency back to where it has to go to force them to change their ways and be dealt with legally. And I do have some synchronicity with the great granddaughter of Dwight D. Eisenhower, President Dwight D. Eisenhower, Laura Magdalene Eisenhower, I have her on the Twitter page and also on uh, one of the other pages on the big website. She's really calling out these elites too. So there are ways that, that we can come together quickly to unite. I am a Vietnam era veteran. I stand as a patriot uh, to uh, really look to unite the people of the country properly to have it be the beacon with freedom, liberty, and justice for the whole world, not through control, conquer, and divide, but through showing that we can truly uh, change the dynamics of how we're being manipulated. I agree with you completely. Hallelujah. Well, God bless you, and thank you for your service. So I, uh, if you have my number or if, you, if the host can share it with you, or if you'd like to speak with me some more related to the strategies that can transform these things, so I'd be happy to speak with you about that too. And both of my parents did have interaction with uh, John F. Kennedy, and uh, this is what we need right now is what he said, ask not what your country can do for you, but do what you can for your country. We need that so desperately now. I agree completely. I'm going to check your stuff out. Um, most of the guys I strategize with, I do so in the middle of the woods or in the middle of the lake. I understand. I don't usually and do over I, the phone with people. I was in okay, survival well, thank you in so the much Air for Force. calling in, and we really appreciate that. It looks like yeah, we might have lost our co-host, Gunny. Gunny, are you still on the air? I think we lost Gunny. Um pretty sure so we uh we have a few more callers on hold uh, i'm sorry that everybody's been having to wait so long the switchboard's pretty lit up right now uh going back to the lady in california or uh did you have anything else that you want to ask our, a gunny or i don't know if gunny's on here or uh our special guest matt short hello hello 
I think she might be gone, but can I ask a question? Hi. Can I ask yeah. a question? Though? Hi. I'm a different caller. Hi. Um, oh, hi. Hi, so, so many. I'm sorry. Yeah. So uh, I, I hope Trump wins. I really want Trump to win. But I was just wondering, what happens if Trump loses? See, I, I'm, should I be taking it seriously if Trump loses? Because it just seems like uh, society has changed so much now. Uh, basically, this shadow government, deep state, whatever you want to call it, they're getting away with a lot now. I mean, we are censored like crazy on uh, on our uh, social media. Mainstream media is feeding us a bunch of BS. We're, we're forced to walk around with masks. And I don't know what's the deal with this vaccine. Are, are we all going to get it? I, it's, it's leaning towards we all going to have to get it if we want to go to work or travel. So uh, basically my question is this. Is it going to be serious if Trump loses? It's going to be very serious if Trump loses, and that's why they're pushing so hard. I don't think that's going to happen. From a lot of what I'm being told, there is enough fail safes in place to continue on and that Trump's going to be um, going to do at least four more years because there's a plan that's been initiated. Um, and God forgive me if I speak of it and it doesn't happen, but they're trying to take over the Federal Reserve and put the power back in the hands of the people like JFK wanted. Um, if Biden wins, you can guarantee that the first 100 days are going to be another lockdown like the two weeks lockdown that we did. That's over three months of being locked down. Immediately, that would destroy our economy and destroy any chance that we have of pulling out of this. You can count on keeping the mask mandate, and you can count on a lot of the other Obama-era things to continue to happen. We don't live in the world that we used to. As soon as they did the lockdowns and, and everything, that old world went away. We're now in the new world. Now, do we come out of it as stronger people, and Trump makes America great again by taking down the Fed, taking down these communist Chinese uh, members and, and people? But if, if Biden gets in, which I seriously doubt, because Carmela hasn't even taken herself off her Senate seat yet, which normally you would do when preparation for going into office, or – the Pentagon has caught Biden sharing information that they leaked to him, leaking over to the CCP, which is the Chinese Communist Party, about some boats that were floating around in the South China Sea. So they've completely cut him off from any intelligence that's coming in. I don't really see it happening. I more so see him getting treason charges and possibly a public hanging. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I, ho I hope you're right. I, because I, uh, I, I kind of agree with you on that point too. I think it's a lot of bad stuff is coming if Trump uh, leaves. He's the only thing that's keeping all this negative stuff from going full force. And I think once he's away, the the, the dam is going to break, and we're just going to <laughs> we're going to be fucked. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Yeah, appreciate you. It, and it, it's a very legitimate question because. It's a very legitimate question because um, going, continuing to go down the road, they've said that they're going to go after Trump supporters, conservative gun owners, Christians, and they're going to use the re-education camps on us. Well, you know what a re-education camp is? It's a concentration camp. And if you're not re-educatable like me, I, you're not re-educating me in the things that I believe in because I've been out there and I've seen it with my own eyes. My nickname is Show Me, and I'm from originally from the Missouri State, but I've done a lot of my activism in Texas, like Hurricane Anna said, and what we see coming, and the reason why we have to make this fight now, is because they were preparing to literally start rounding people up like Nazi Germany. If you heard earlier, I said 
the Bush family funded Nazi Germany. They were actually charged for treason and won the case and kept from being in trouble for funding Nazi Germany during the Second World War from right here in America. They turned around. They killed JFK, took over power. Bush uh, Sr. did. Then he became president and made his son president. And the day they were supposed to announce something like Jasara, which is the great takeover and, and the reestablishment of the republic for the people, uh, they blew up buildings and took us to two decades of war instead to hold on to their power and use the cog mafia, or uh, I call them the cog mafia, but it's continuity of government. It's what happens when we go into national emergency. Uh, we go into continuity of government, which is to secure and ensure that they stay in power. And that's what even Obama is still using as his power structure to, to fight Trump in using the, the, the tools that they still have in continuity of government to um, basically stage a coup. And they've been running this coup for the last four years. It's just now becoming very apparent. I hope that answers the question. Right. So just in case things go south this week, do you think it's going to be, well, it's not if things go south, when things go south, because they're going to go south either way when when they do this, this count. Do you think it's going to be worse if when when Trump takes the vote, or do you think it'll be worse if Biden does manage it? It's going to be worse if Biden gets into power because they're putting all the same people structure back in there. Uh, top no, of my, I'm well, the immediate. Top, I'm, I'm talking about the riot. The immediate riots will be worse. Which way? Because they're going to be well, riots. This is, this is why I believe they're trying to put a million patriots in D.C. on the 6th because when they do not certify Biden and when it shows that Trump's probably going to win the election, people are going to lose their shit. But yeah. if you have a million patriots standing there partying and having a good time because of it, they're not going to attack the Capitol. They're not going to storm the gates of the White House. They're not going to burn it down, which has been in their plans. Let me tell you, I told you that for over eight years, we have had them infiltrated. This is not right. a joke. We have had them infiltrated for over eight years. I know very intimate details of the things that they've been planning. That's how their Zoom meetings have gotten posted out there. That's how because we've had him infiltrated for a long time. And they planned on storming the White House and dragging him out by his hair and burning it down if they had to, to take their power back. That's how intense they are right now. And that's probably why they've invited a million patriots to show up in D.C., because they want the physical support of people who are standing up for this nation right now. In other cities like Chicago, L.A., Portland, Seattle, and all the other ones you've been, you've been seeing problems in, that's where the National Guard is already staged and ready. I have many reports that uh, there is not only equipment deep in the woods, right, out some of, right outside some of these cities, but these guys are already walking around in city camouflage. You know what city camouflage is? T-shirt and jeans, sunglasses. They're not walking around looking like the National Guard, but trust me, the military is out there already poised and ready for a response that is to come. Mm. All gray, man. Thank you. They've been infiltrating them, and they've been uh, also. Uh, I, I 
be surprised when you said that. Well, I guess I shouldn't have been surprised, but I've been saying the whole time that Trump switched out that uh, vaccine and that he has been, you know, using the military, the vaccine to stage the military where he wants them strategically. And we're seeing evidence of this by Monkey Works USA. I'm on Patreon with him. And he's showing, um, you know, the military aircraft traffic and it's showing, you know, where these troops are being uh, brought in and staged up. So it's definitely got some. Uh, I know they're, I know they're deep in the woods because I know they're deep in the woods because I've seen them training out here. The, where my family property is, is on the edge of the national forest. Um, I've seen them do warthog training and helicopter training out here. This is the first year I've ever seen them out here with their 50 cal guns mounted on the side of their, their airships. They are preparing for something. Not everybody is going to see it and think about it. If you, if he was to come up there, which he did today and say that the, the election was stolen, he finally put a message out this evening and, and laid it all out for the American people. Um, but if he was to have said, uh, hey, I'm sending the military out to take care of the real virus, which is the commies, that have infiltrated us and tried to do a Marxist coup over our nation, then people would be freaking out all over the place. Think about, you know, regular mom and pop and grandparents live out in the woods or, or your regular housewives that they have no clue what's going on. And they just said, we're going to send the military out to the streets. It would freak out the public and there would be panic everywhere. I think that, yeah. uh, operation. Nobody Warfield knows. They don't is, understand, man. I, I think I, operation. I Warfield, let me finish this. I think Operation Warp Speed is a Trojan horse to take those 2 million activated service members and put them in certain locations where they know that they have the largest number of people that are going to try and rise up, and it's going to be taken care of very quickly. Mm. Boy, I hope so. Yeah, um, I was talking about China and trying to get people to understand about China way back whenever they were doing the impeachment or before. And I put out my, I opened up that Wolfpack radio, uh, YouTube and, uh, which is Wolf. And then it's three words. It's pack P A Q. And it has a different content than the blog talk or the Apple podcast. But, uh, my first video I did was China. And I told my sister, I said, Oh, I have so many videos that I want to make, but the, I can't make any of them until I make this one on China first, because everybody's like, Russia, 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 but it's China, China, China. I said, and until you understand what's happening with China, you can't understand what's going on with anything, you know. And so I put it on the line about, it. and it's titled "China: The Real Game of Thrones" because I explained how they not only they already own us, they were sold to us, and I explained all of that in detail in a few of the videos. But uh, you know, this threat is real. The infiltration is real. The staging of our military is—I mean, they've got us basically where they're trying to do the top-down. Uh, bottom up and infiltrate from within with the Chinese staged all up on the Canadian border and God only knows how many UN or or, or Chinese are staged up in our uh, forest and I've been on my YouTube channel I've been talking about all these underground caverns and giant subterranean caverns that are riddled all the way up through the east and I mean through the west coast I mean and uh, no telling how many Chinese are staged up in there as well and different players because we know, and I covered this on my YouTube video called Watch the Water, that Clinton, President Clinton, actually uh, gave, I turned to one of our deep naval bases, our, a huge one in Long Beach, and just gave it to the Chinese. And all the way up, and they've had access, and they've owned now, because Obama finally sold it to them, they own the port of Long Beach, which connects to the port of Los Angeles, and is the second biggest container uh, 
one in the in the world, supporting the world. So for all these years, in the early 90s, they've been bringing thousands and thousands and thousands of containers every single day with human trafficking, like Matt talked about earlier, and with the uh, weapons and, and all the stuff. And you still have to look at those Chinese-made containers that are instant homes. Instant homes, you just pull out the walls and they just make it to an instant home. Or the Club K weapons in these containers where the roof opens up and or the doors open up and a missile comes out and shoots off and it's you can do it from remotely. I mean, they've, they've been putting these containers and God only knows how many troops in our country. And I even noticed this too in 2012 in Vegas. I said, Keith, why is the Chinese all in the subtitles here in Vegas? And then when I went back in 2017, or 2018, I was there uh, for like 10 days, and that's all we saw was all Chinese. I was like, oh, my gosh, this city's been so infiltrated, you know? And so it was really insane. And I actually stumbled into an underground parking lot where there was so many buses I lost track of, and they were just coming in. It looked like people coming off of the border, you know, just with all their stuff, like somebody that you'd see coming across the border. And it was just tons and tons and tons of Chinese uh, going into the uh, – It was, uh, I think it was uh, uh, Bellagio. I think it was the Bellagio, actually. It was either Bellagio or Caesar's Palace. So it was crazy, but um, anyways, uh, I, I think that I they got. Huh? But I believe uh, Trump had stopped that when he first came, came into office, as far as the port, because uh, Los Angeles was going to sell it to a Chinese investor. But um, when he came into office, and he had stopped that. Thank goodness for that. Yeah, um, he did. He sure did. The reason why I mentioned the, all the cities that you, I did earlier you, when I first came on was just because they're involved with the United Nations. They basically took them over and the World Health Organization, which I'm sure you guys know. But um, this whole climate change, this whole COVID, it's all being run from the CCP or by the CCP. And they have global shapers here in the United States that have been recruiting uh, young adults in all these communities and all those um, cities that I talked to you about a moment ago and listed and so not every city is done in every state, but it lists the cities in each state that are our partner members as well as corporations that have been funding this um, through the CCP. So, you know, as far as President Trump goes, he's done a lot of damage to that plan that they had to take us yes, over. Yes, he has. And we're, we're hurting right now, as people know, I, and if they could just understand that the laws – they're not laws that say you have to close your business. They're just rules or policy. And, you know, there are a lot of people defying it, and there's people raising money to help businesses stay open, which is good, so I'm glad for that. We had almost a, a big incident in New York where Cuomo had instituted a cashless um, society there in New York, but then they had the businesses, small businesses, took it to court, and the court banned that. So you, they have to take cash now if it's offered for payment for service. Uh, which is good. So we stopped that in that city. But well, listen, you know, we have so about. Um, hate to, yeah, thank you for that information. We have uh, five minutes left, uh, five minutes and seventeen seconds. And uh, uh, thank you for so taking I didn't my call. Cut you off, but I do need to get uh, Matt to come in with any closing thoughts because he's our special guest, and I'm so freaking excited that I got him this fast on the show, and he's I've been a big fan of his for a while now. So Matt, any closing thoughts? Yeah, I think that um, uh, th- this is a very important week. And, um, you know, just going off of what the last two callers talked about, um, there has been a lot of us for years that have been working very quietly and very loudly at the same time to find out a lot of this information. I think that um, 
the reason why some people get so freaking mad at the big T man is because he comes out and he talks about things, but he, he's not really talking about um, things the way people think he is. When he went after China for uh, tariffs, I believe that's when they were finally going after those ports of entry because they realized that there was human trafficking and there was uh, weapon trafficking going on through there. BLM and Antifa were set up for years to be a fifth column. What is a fifth column? A fifth column is a, is a column of military that is set up inside a country that you are going to attack. Under Hillary Clinton, we would have gone through 2019, 2020, getting hit with this virus. We would have gone under full martial lockdown. They would have raided the cities and burned them down. And then they would have invited the UN, who is going to be ma mainly Asian, wearing blue helmets, to come in and do peacekeeping for us. Well, when the UN does peacekeeping for us, it's actually a, a takeover. They wanted us into the global society, and they needed America to fall before they could ever set up their new world order and their, their global government. And the globalists have found their match in America. We started out with the Obama administration by standing up for the Second Amendment and reminding people what it was because they really had the entire nation in a lull. Obama was really good at lullabying people and telling them what they wanted to hear. He was a snake, he, like, a, like a serpent tongue. He really spoke with such, um, such class that he actually won over people's hearts and minds that thought that he wasn't doing anything. But when he said things, he was actually saying them better than they were because they were trading weapons with people and they were setting up all of these things in the background. They never expected for a lot of people like us to stand up underground and start raising the alarms for what was going on. I think that shows like this and things like I've done for a long time, and you guys can follow me on the show me baby. It's the show me BBY on YouTube. I, I've been trying to put out at least a, a video a day. And a lot of times you get to watch me drink whiskey and smoke and cuss because on my channel, <laughs> I do all kinds of cussing and drinking and you get to I come out and I give a, and I've been drinking a couple beers, but I've been being nice tonight since I'm a guest. You have but, been. Um, I think you had a few more on that show, uh, New Year's. <laughs> you look pretty lit. Yeah, yeah. And, I, Matt, it was New Year's. You, I, I was before you lit. hang up, uh, before the show's over, we only have uh, less than two minutes left. But when you finish, I need one more question. Yeah, that's the Show Me Baby. That's uh, the Show Me BBY at YouTube. And... Um, People can contact me there and just in the comment section if I want to talk to people. I I get tons of messages constantly. And if you want to get a hold of me, message me in my YouTube videos and I'll get a hold of you. Um, that's kind of the way I got to do it because I've got too much information flowing through. My, my phone and my computer smoke sometimes. They're working over hard. You know what I'm saying? So um, anyway, I appreciate you having me on here. And if there's anything else you want to ask me, go for it. Yeah, repeat that uh... Your cha your channel again? The Show Me Baby. It's uh, yeah, the Show, show me, me Baby, baby without an A and Baby. It's the Show Me BBY. Oh, okay, yeah, because gotcha. if you okay. try to type okay. in Baby, you get some okay. porn stuff. Gotcha. Okay, one quick question. Uh, so the Black Hats attacked uh, the the NSA hub in Nashville, and they did some damage. Will is that going to slow us down? Is that going to stop our movement? Is that going to? Are we going to be able to recover from this or what? On that, 
Um, I'm sure that they probably have a secondary be able to set it back up. It sounds like they, you know, there was tons of outages in the area when it went down. And um, I believe that that was what the attack was to do because we were supposed to have 10 days of darkness. And I think that they were trying to go after communications and try and do attacks, but they're pretty well aware now of what they're doing because at this point in time, there's probably FISA warrants because they're working with Chinese communists. There's probably lots of taps going on. They probably know what a lot of people are doing. Thank you so much, Matt, for coming. Molly and for all our callers, thank you all so much. Good night. Thank you. Love you all. Okay, we went off there. I can still talk to you all, but we're not on the air. Uh, Thank you so Uh much. And I will add that website. Uh, Will you say it to me one more time? The show me. The show me BBY. On YouTube? Yes. I'm going to add that to the show's description. Okay. All right. And is there any other ones you want them to find you at? Uh, Don'tComply.com. Hang on a second. I still haven't worn a mask. Got it. I used to have Don'tComply.com t-shirts. I think I'm too fat for them now, though, sadly. Damn it. I still got a couple. All right. What'd you say? I still got a couple, but I've given most of mine away. Need to make some more. I'd buy, I'd buy them. I like that. It was one of my favorite shirts. I've got the Don't Comply uh, patches somewhere. So, all right. Um, well, thank you so much, Matt. I really appreciate it. I think that was a pretty good show. I'm not really good with callers calling them in randomly because they get me. I'm ADD, and they get me off task. But I try to stay to what the topic is, at least at the first of the show. So if somebody's coming on it just to hear about Nashville, they don't have to listen to all that other stuff, you know? So that worked out perfect right. tonight, and I really appreciate that. And I was really hoping Molly would call in, and that's why I tagged her, and she did. So, yay. I love Hell Bitch. So. I miss you, I too. probably right, guys. already knew I was going to be on here tonight. Yeah, she you can still get Don't Comply shirts. You can still get Don't Comply shirts. Just go to the website. And we've got it set up now where Amazon or somebody does it for us. You order one, they just print it up and ship it out. We don't even deal with them anymore. Oh, hell, that's cool. Thank you, guys. have to check it out. So, Well, that was awesome. I saw you on Dean's show. That's still just, I was just like, oh, my God, that is so cool. Because I was watching my New Year's Eve, I, and then let, here comes Matt. So, yeah. Let me tell you a funny story about Dean real quick. Uh, okay, yeah, two, I love him. Two funny stories. All. Two funny stories real quick. He's such a Hollywood, he's such a Hollywood producer. Uh, He's not a badass like me and Murdoch are. He's, um, (laughs) he's very, he's very Mr. LA. And when I met him and we all got in a fight with those sheriffs at the 50th JFK anniversary, he stood back in the rain, like 50 yards back, freaking out, not knowing what to do. And then he showed up and took (laughs) us for shots, but that very night he got fired from uh, from working with Coast to Coast AM because he was a producer for them for a little bit. And he got fired, and I got fired from my job because uh, the people didn't like the things that I was involved with. Fuck them because we know where we're at now. So me and Dean were walking down the road in Austin one day, homeless, not a thing to do. I had a pistol on me, and I sold my pistol – to get us a hotel room, and we made it through a couple of days. Molly knows I was having a hard time in my life 
back then. But I, I didn't, I didn't come off of what I believed in because look at where we're at now. The second funny story about Dean, this one's a really good one. Last summer, I took Dean on his first float trip ever because I live way out here in the woods now, and we have the most beautiful spring-fed water. You can see the fish swimming around. It looks like a fish bowl, just gorgeous. And he freaked out because he's in the middle of the woods, and he was like, I didn't take a poop before I left. <laughs> and you can't re- you, you can't repeat this story. This is this is just between I us. I swear okay? to God. Yeah, you can trust me. You're out. And he's like, he's like, so so where are the outhouses at? Where's the bathrooms? I'm like, dude, we're on a river in the middle of the national There's you're gonna have to use the woods. He was like, no, I can't use the woods. He was he was so offended that I would tell him to pop a squat in the woods and take a deuce. <laughs> and so we all start laughing at him. And we're like, oh, Mr. L.A. You you. We're going to give you your first pooping in the woods experience. I say, just wait till we get one of these gravel bars. And you go up behind the shrubs and make sure, kick some rocks around, make sure there's no snakes or anything. And now he's really freaking out because I'm telling him there's snakes around. <laughs> We're in the middle of the forest. <laughs> so he finally he can't hold it anymore. And I tell him, I'm like, make sure to grab leaves from that tree right there. Don't grab leaves off the ground. Whatever you do, don't grab leaves off the ground. And he's like, why? What do you mean? I'm like, you don't want to wipe your ass with poison ivy. Grab a leaf from that tree. They're real big. It works good. Wipe most of it off. Get back in the water. Wash off. And he comes back from the woods like 45 seconds, two minutes later. It looks like he had just been raped in the woods. He was so ashamed of himself that he was just taking a picture in the woods. And he got, back, he got back in the water, and he kind of was like, I, I don't want to talk about it. You guys leave me alone. I shit you not. Get back in the water. And we float a quarter mile down the river, and around the next bend, the last flood had washed a porta potty, and it was sitting upright on the rock bend right around the corner from where he had to poop in the woods. And we let him be mad oh, at us for the rest hilarious. of the day, thinking, thinking that somebody had put a porta potty out there for us to use, like we were going to know that a flood washed in a porta potty. And he was mad at me for six months over that because he thought that I played a <laughs> trick on him to make him poop in the rocks. Instead of using the porta potty. That is hilarious. Dean's a very, very close friend of mine. We consider uh, him, Murdoch, me, uh, Uh, several other people. We're all in a very close friend group. Yeah, I love Murdoch's eye candy. I said Murdoch's good looking. I love Murdoch. I like his muscles. (laughs) So, yeah, um, so um, on that uh, show, when I, I flipped on there, and Dean was going psycho. He was pissed off at Mike Barra and that girl. They had used this studio without permission, and he was, like, going freaking Category 5. And he's like, you make sexual comments, and you're a drunk, and I don't like that. You're using my stuff. And he was just like, you're low life. You're a grifter. <laughs> don't piss off Dean, you know. So it was pretty good stuff. So <laughs> I was laughing. I was like, oh, man, this guy's pissed. And. He's got a temper just like mine, so that's one of the. But he's really real. That's why I like him. You know, he did. He just is him. You know what I mean? And uh, I think that's why I write. Oh, the show. oh the stories cool. I, oh the stories I could tell from behind the scenes. One day I'm gonna have to write a book, but if I did it now, some of them would just embarrass everybody. All the funny things we've been through. Once you go from from walking homeless on a street with somebody, to building back up and getting back into doing shows and stuff, we've not given up. We've marched very hard on the front lines it's taken its toll on me and several of us 
And I can't yeah. wait to see some victory from this because it's been 15 years of my life that I've invested into hopefully turning things around. And I think they are. And that's what I'm praying for. With with Yeshua's grace, I pray, pray that we get there. Well, it's so weird in that, that caller he was talking about ser- serendipitous, right? And it's so weird because one of my fans that listens to my stuff messaged me and was like, oh, my God, you've got to listen to Dean. You know, you've got to check this guy. This is who I listen to and work with. And uh, she goes, he's going to love you. You are so much alike. And she's like, as soon as all this election stuff's over, I want to talk to him. He's got to get you on his, on his show, you know. And uh, so then it's really weird that here I am watching it, and there you are. You know, I'm like, oh, my God, that's, a, that's weird, right? I thought that was kind of cool. <laughs> Like, yeah, I actually, I dig a lot of information up for the show. I, I talk to Dean on the daily. Um, he's he's definitely like a brother to me, and he tries to keep me off of there because I don't really have a, um, I don't really have a muzzle. I say what I want to say, and he doesn't quite always like that. He's trying to be very professional, and I give him points for that. Yeah, he's been he's been he's been very professional. He keeps everybody on target. And, it's a lot easier to do too whenever you have the uh uh when I'm doing my live streaming like for YouTube or doing an interview. When you're up there on StreamYard or something, it's a lot easier to control the narrative with your you know, guests and keep it on the same topic but you can just mute them easily. You know, but go to the screen. But yeah, he's great. I think he's doing a great job professionally. So I'll start sharing his stuff more. So get it out there. And it's, it's a pretty good show. And I'll, show. I'll I'll tell you another little secret from behind the scenes. Um, we've been working with, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, I can't believe I'm drawing a blank right now. Um, the other one that, that Trump pardoned with Michael Flynn, uh, the, the political, uh, political advisor for Trump. Um, Pompe- oh, uh, not uh, oh, I know who you're talking about. Papadopoulos. Stone? No. Roger Stone. Yeah, Roger Stone. I don't Stone. even know okay. why I drew a blank. I I draw a blank with his name all the time. Oh, that's because I'm supposed to forget it. Um, <laughs> yeah, we we work with Roger Stone in the background, and that's how we got the Bundys um, pardoned, because Roger Stone put it on Trump's desk for us. And Roger has been a great source of information for us, although a lot of the stuff that's happening right now is hush-hush top secret, so... We get some hints and we get some things dropped to us, or they'll tell us, "Hey, go research this." I can't tell you anything, but go research in this area. And so it's given us a lot of pointers of, of kind of the things that are going on. And we've been working with Roger Stone um, since before the last election. He actually came. Roger Roger came to me and Adam Kokesh and asked us if something like this happened, if we'd be willing to put. Um, patriots and boots on the ground there to help support. Four years later, look what we're doing. That's about all I can say about that. I can't really say much more other than that, but I I also helped plan the Virginia open carry where the 50,000 patriots showed up. So I've been behind the scenes getting a lot of these things going. Were you at the uh, uh, Oklahoma one right there at the Red River rally? Yeah, I was I was one of the ones that planned that one also. That was a badass rally. I thought that was like my favorite rally ever. Me and Murdoch planned that, that one. Badass. Yeah, that was good. Um, so Matt, you know I have a little extra time on my hands right now. So if you come into anything and you need a little extra help researching, 
let me know. I will. You know, sometimes I message you just to brag about fun shit I get to do. I know. And I I love it because I love what you do, and I wish I could be a part of it. I just can't. I'm 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 locked into the house because of the animals. Yeah, really. For um for the last year, I've been pretty stationary. Um, kind of hurting right now. I haven't worked in the last couple of weeks, but there's a lot going on. And this time of year is usually a little rough too on on um, interior stuff. Nobody wants their houses tore up this time of year. But um, it's given me a little extra time to do some research that I wanted to do and, and keeping up with things. Um, and to tell you the truth, like, I've got other major shows asking me for hints and stuff right now. And I'm just like, well, I think this might happen. I think that might happen. I, I was just told this. So, like like I said, my my communications, I've been, like, smoking. They've been going so much. And my girlfriend right now is totally mad at me and not talking to me because I've been on the computer and my phone all day. I'm an asshole. You know how that goes. Yeah. So I, I might get yeah, too because a lot of times we're right on the same page. So uh, hit, hit me up, too, because I'm probably researching the same crap, you know, a lot of times. So that's all I do is sit here and research 24-7. It's like my life because well, I'm not working right now, so I just – Stay home and work on my radio show and my YouTube. Well, you know, both of you, I will say this much. Yeah, it's it, it's all good and well to keep an eye on the political world and and it has a bearing on things, but some shit's fixing to go down. From yeah, from I, that's why I like this podcast that, because this, we haven't been getting censored on this podcast, and when things might still go into that ten days of darkness. You know, and so that's what I'm planning for. I mean, I just stocked up on propane and butane for my little cook stoves, and was actually working on that water filter, Molly, today that you built me. And so we were replacing the uh, the food grade buckets in it because they got they're old, you know. And so, anyways, uh, they kind of got one of them got cracked when we were moving. But uh, yeah, we've been uh, I went and got bat- more batteries today. Got all my flashlights going, and so I just kind of been planning maybe a blackout. So what I'm thinking is going to happen still. Now, uh, I don't know. I'm I'm talking. I've I've become close friends with two, a set of twins, who have dreams and visions. And um, it was about four days ago or so, they messaged me and they said they saw. Um, well, the one who had the vision saw. Um, four lava-like creatures walking together from the north, and then they parted directions. And I immediately thought of La Palma, Etna, um, Houston down in Chile, and then the fourth one could be a couple of different ones. I'm not sure what the fourth one's going to be, but... um, I can't. I I can't stop thinking, and and I'm not saying this is a prediction, but boy, I see all these people going into D.C., and I know what a bottleneck nightmare that place is because I lived there for eight years. If all those people are in D.C. on the sixth and La Palma goes, they ain't getting out. They ain't getting out. Um. And I think La Palma's going to be the first one that goes. It's going to take out the eastern seaboard. Um, I listened to Mike from around the world, and he said something's going to happen in Chile that's going to cause the West Coast event, and that's why I keep looking at Mount Houston down there now. 
for volcanic eruption that would do something to that fault line. they had another vision, and they were told to talk to me about it because it involved the Cajun Navy. And that one was pretty unnerving just listening to. But we all know what will happen if the New Madrid ever goes and, and how catastrophic that will be. Um, well, you know, if any of that stuff happens, that's that's between God and the earth, and there's not much we can do about it. Right. Except be prepared. I, I just, I, I just want to make sure it's clear that, you know, it, it, it's it's great to be aware of what's going on with politics and, and with all the, the potential riots and all the potential hangings and all the potential this and all the potential that. But at the end of the day, we know what time we're in, and either way it goes, destruction comes. Well, it's a good thing I'm in my um, end of the world should hit the fan spot that we planned for years. So that's why I'm sitting here right now. I know you are, baby. I know you are. I know. I'm I'm feeling pretty good about it. I have to bring those things up when politics become a big issue. Right. I just have to. And that's partly your fault, Matt. There's there's things that we can do about um, the things that we can change, and there's the other things that we can't. We just have to be prepared for. But this right. is the most fascinating and exciting thing that's ever happened in my life with this politics that's been going on the last two years, and it's just or three, four years. Maybe. It's so badass that I can't every day about it, you know. And no matter how much I dig, I just find more stuff. It's just crazy, and I've just been just. Uh, enjoying this ride, that's for sure. But it's a lot of work trying to get it out on the air. But like I was telling, I was saying well, we on this blog talk, it might be one of the few things left if we have that 10 days of darkness because we haven't had any censorship and knock on wood since 2015. And they've kept our stuff up, our archives. We had the boy all over it. They never took his stuff off until just recently when it finally had so many shows. But uh, it's not real expensive. It's only like 40 a month for the blog talk. And it Transfers. I'm, I'm on Apple Podcasts through the blog uh, here too, and a couple uh, Podcast Attic, and a few more that I uh, am on through this blog talk. So uh, we have a pretty good audience tonight. I'm bit, uh, the switchboards have never had that many. I've never had that many calls, Matt. They like you, huh? I knew they would want to hear this. Um, I, made I don't sure know my why. Marty got I made sure my friend yeah, Marty knew you were going to be on live because. He just loves to follow your videos. That's awesome. I uh, I was good for the show tonight. Normally I'm cussing and ranting and stuff on my videos, but I'm trying to make it fun and exciting and dramatic so that people actually grasp what I'm being, what I'm saying. And a lot of times I'm throwing information out there as I get it. And what that does and even not, sharing links or anything forces people to go learn for themselves and go look up stuff, which is why I've done that for years. Unless I just really want to directly give people a link to something. I, I, I'm, I'm addicted and I'm a junkie to this, but it's also consumed my life quite a bit. Um, and I, I'm really ready to see some of these things start to come to a head and, and end because I'd love to retire from it. I'd, I'd love to enjoy some of my days or go on just being a survivalist in, in these times. But anyway, my uh, my battery is about to fail on me, and I've been on here about 
two hours and 30 minutes, so just about. I'm going to get off of here and go drink some beer. <laughs> really piss the girlfriend off. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, Thank you so much, uh, Matt. Hey, anytime you want to do a show, let me know, and I'll throw you straight on because I can do it whenever because I get two hours a day, and I, you know, so anytime you want to. What kind of numbers? Out, you can always. What kind of numbers did you have tonight? Uh, it won't show me until tomorrow. All right, message me and let so, me know. Okay, and uh, anyways, uh, yeah, anytime you want to do that, and I've also got that uh, StreamYard for YouTube where we can live stream on there too. So uh, let me know if you ever want to use the. Because if you do this show when after uh, it probably about like 30 minutes after the show, it's probably up by now. You can actually download it, and if you want to use it for anything, you're welcome to do that, repost it or whatever. So, all right, thank you awesome. so much, Matt. Appreciate Rolly, it. I love y'all. Love thank you, me. Matt. Miss you. If you ever get down this way, let me know. I'll make you a cobbler. Will do. Love you, Molly. Y'all have a good evening. Love you, babe. Never made me no drink. Right, I've done a lot of stuff. Nice All right, sweetheart. Let's take cobbler. it easy. <laughs> I want a damn cobbler, Molly. <laughs> You've had my cobbler. No, I have not. Yes, you have. I got your honey for you. No, I have not. Uh, the field? Oh, yeah, we did have it. We did have it. I'll take it back. i take it back. I forgot about it. Maybe out of the tank water. <laughs> it was good, too. <laughs> so. All right, I can't even keep my eyes open. I'm about to pee on myself, so I'm going to go. But thank you so much for calling in. It was really – I knew you'd be excited when you saw it was having Matt on. So I was like, Merry Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> Happy New Year. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I, I love me my Matt. I love me, me my I Matt. Love so I love that Murdoch. Mm-mm-mm. I yeah. can't yeah. get past him so. being an atheist. He didn't think he's good looking. Yeah. Yeah, that is kind of a turn off, ain't it? All right. Well, hey, I can't keep my eyes open another minute. I love you so much. I love you too, sweetheart. Stay in touch. Okay. Later.